This is Pull Request After Dark. Pull Request After Dark is a different kind of technology podcast, but we still talk about everything in and relating to technology. With Eric Newman. Hi. Chris Grabowski. Hey. And Tyler Dinner. Hi there. This week's episode, Freeze Peach. Yeah. Freeze Peach. Freeze Peach. How long did it take you to come up with that one? It's actually a meme that people have been saying, much like the way you look sweaty. See, calling somebody sweaty instead of sweetie, that's another meme. But Some you're, people you're also look sweaty. sweaty. It's also you're kind also, of you are sweaty. I'm not sweaty. I'm actually quite dry. Oh, right I now. think I think. So. Hey, sometimes when you get down to business, you get sweaty. Sweaty. Just like this music. Yes. Coming at you. <laughs> it's getting at steamy you lot, in yeah. here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, what is a pull request after dark episode? We've done a few of them. Uh, Tyler, what? <laughs> I want to figure out which one of you two would be better to give the the, the rationale here between why. Well, uh, I don't have a cool catchphrase to read off of a uh, diaphragm like you do, but uh, let's see. A diaphragm. Diagram. <laughs> off to a good start. Off to a great start. Oh, we're trying. Okay, let's we'll be, let's let's take a step back to when we were at Radio Free Brooklyn. Where we started over a year ago, and uh, we go through this every time we have an after dark episode. I thought you guys would be, you know, when you were with us the entire experience. You'd think that you I, I was sitting there and just praying I'd get cancer instead of having to do the show. I don't think that stopped. No, I think you've stopped. No, that. no, uh, no. You so we get both. You could get both, especially with Nevermind. Uh, no, so when we started the show, we were able to drink and smoke, or drink and smoke, curse and drink and smoke. And they, I, they didn't, you know, it was kind of, don't don't say anything too loudly about it in the studio. And um, once once they fired us, they decided, it, we decided it would be better uh, if we created brand-safe, family-friendly, monetizable content uh, based in technology. And that allows us to have a wider reach and create a more sanitized persona than some kind of basement bunker tech people who curse a lot. But we don't always do that. Right. Except uh, for times like tonight where it gets funky. Exactly. Which is not actually the name of the song. That is the name of our theme song. <laughs> it gets funkier. And it's uh, even though both of these are by the band. So what, what is this in honor of, though? Is this just so you can rant? It's, uh, the thing is this, is that uh, makes the apple attacks nuclear. Yeah, no. The, the, the thing is, the thing is this. So he's ranting. No, the thing is this, and I. He's, you know, he's already it. doing that. You put in a clean tampon before the show. Uh, the thing is, that's is not that, dirty. That's you know, just dirty. That's just that's just not. That's fair. in poor taste. That's in poor taste. Um, no, the thing is that uh, what were we talking about? Can we get to the part <laughs> where we talk about how this means? All right, we're drinking. So the thing is that we usually do a clean show, except for. Uh, after dark episodes, we curse and we drink. And the thing is, is that for this week, and there's a backstage orgy. Yes, uh, that was before the show this time. That's why we took so long to get started. The thing is, and you know who helped us with that backstage orgy? Our wonderful studio audience. Yes, let's hear it. That's right. Wonderful. We keep them in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Sundays just for us. And it's a nice, beautiful spring Sunday evening. Here in Brooklyn, even though Tyler, you said we don't get spring in New York, what happened? 
we don't. Uh, we kind of are this week. It was 55 degrees today and it's sunny. It's going to be that way. It was fucking beautiful. We're going to have that all fucking week. Oh. It's going to be fucking nice in Brooklyn. Well, what happened to we don't have spring in New York? We went on for like a 10-minute rant about it. <laughs> I guess it snuck up on us, bro. Oh, I see. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Also, I want to say hi, studio. And uh, I want to cheers the studio. And cheers to the after dark. Yes, and much like the other after darks, I'm here drinking coffee. Yeah, Eric's cheating again. Here's the thing. Oh, hold on, let me turn this off. Um, The thing, the reason why I wanted to do an after dark episode... Where you don't drink. ...this week is because... uh, Well, first, substances mess with my timing. But we'll get to that in an hour. The thing is, is that I wanted to have an open forum to talk about free speech. Free speech is very important. It's very important when talking about what you can say on the internet. It's very important when you're a content creator like we are, saying what you can say in terms of uh, content guidelines, in terms of things that advertisers will or won't like. With Facebook being in the ire of Congress right now, uh, there's a lot of people wondering, you know, well, we gave them all this information, we said all this stuff, what are they doing with it? How will our speech be used against us in the 21st century? So I wanted... There's a lot of debate about YouTube stuff going on. There's a lot of debate about YouTube stuff. a lot of people randomly. Demonetization. There's a conspiracy theory, which might be true, about uh, about about them demonetizing a lot of conservative-based shows that uh, the under unsafe brand brand unsafe guidelines. And so, I wanted to talk about free speech. And in order to have a proper conversation about free speech, Christian, you have to be able to say anything that you want. And so that's why this is an after dark episode. Because if you don't want to listen to us uncut. What is it? What do they? What do they always say for like Led Zeppelin when they air the whole uh, the whole concert? The bootleg, bootleg, <laughs> extended version, deep cuts. We can say anything we want, really. Deep cuts. Father John Misty is so overrated. Okay, just uh, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> he hey, looks like he makes. I really said cool we can music, curse. But... We don't have to be. Tasteless. Hey, he's got two good songs about doing it in the kitchen. Well, th- uh, that's a fair argument to someone who hasn't listened to all his stuff because he like the other thing hears. we should mention though is we should you know now even though that we can say anything, let's keep say. the dick jokes to a minimum. I didn't say anything about okay. Let's, let's keep the rants to a minimum too. Then well, this is the whole show, man. Is it? it? Yeah, it's Eric ranting. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could have contributed to the conversation if you wanted to. Hey, hey, give Christian time to say acronyms. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. The two hours that we, the invigorating two hours that we spent talking about TCP/IP networking standards were so breathtaking that I had to counter it with an episode like this. I learned stuff. We all learned stuff, and hopefully we can still learn stuff today while expanding our minds and having a more cerebral episode than just talking about bits and bobs and flickers of light. And I see the very dull look and on your should, face. And we should mention Barb's, because she's, you know... Who? Barb, the, the old first lady passed. Oh! That's right. Yeah. Mrs. Bush. It's very sad. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. They had a funeral on at the uh, gym right in front of my... Uh, cardio machine all day yesterday. Oh no! Yeah, I learned a lot. They have really pretty granddaughters, like oh. crazy pretty. This is getting <laughs> uh, that was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was no. no. That was a misstep. <laughs> I felt like they used it as like a platform on because they had the whole thing live on the news, and I feel like they used it as a platform to like give them airtime to like I don't know boost them, maybe get them TV shows or something because they had no grandsons on there talking at all. They just like. And uh, of course our president didn't go because No, they were all there Oh, Oh, was he there? No, not Cheeto No, Cheeto Jesus wasn't there That's fine We don't have to talk about him Yeah Uh, You know what else happened? All the others were there though This week Uh, We had tax day Yes And uh, there's a lot to talk about with taxes Like Eric getting audited Like I have a very high audit risk That's not That's not good at all 
Yeah. I have a very high audience. Uh, and it said because um, I only listed my bank account in the Cayman Islands, and I did money, I did business in 100% cash, and I didn't pay any taxes, so the government's coming after me. And the, the numbers are shaky on those flower shops you own. Yeah, I own three flower shops in Brooklyn. Uh, two of them are in South Brooklyn, where I thought I would be able and to hide. flower startup with the whole tech thing? Well, that was supposed that to be either. like the Uber of flowers. Well, that's flower with no vowels, so that's... Yeah, that's F-L... No, well, just... Oh, F-L-O-W-R. <laughs> that would... It's, no, it's a flower if, that's delivered if to you... If actually named it that, it would have been successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a flower that's delivered to you... It was F-L-W-R, you'd have been set. Yes. Well, here's the thing, is that... I, I did use I did use uh, TurboTax. TurboTax required that I upgrade my computer for some reason. It must be using some new you API. Complained about this on three episodes now. Well, guess what I did? <laughs> what you upgrade? I've created an arc. Now that I'm done with my taxes, this is the last time we're going to talk about it. Until so next now you're year. Noah. No, guess get yes. Guess what I did in order to do my taxes. I'm going to call BS on this because I did my taxes too, and I didn't have to upgrade my Mac. Did you do it month. on high uh, at least ten point eleven? I did it on that's, El Capitan. That's ten eleven. I'm still running Yosemite. If you got oh, a boat okay. for summer, I'd be so, so pumped. Guess, so guess, oh, wait, no, I did it on Linux. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what advanced API that, that they need for software that looks like it's from 20 years ago to run on, my, on a Macintosh oh, anyway. did you write it? Well, I know. I know <laughs> oh, yeah, it was in PHP. <laughs> I, know, I know what they're using for DNS. I'll say that much. Okay, but, well, the yeah. thing is that... Um, so you could have I, did, I could have used the web version where it just works in the browser and I didn't have to upgrade my OS that would be, that would have been fine but I wanted to use the desktop version so here's what I did I made a virtual machine of High Sierra and I used VMware in a virtual machine for High Sierra to download the desktop version of TurboTax to run on my Hackintosh it is the most ass backwards way of doing my taxes but it worked unless they get ordered Do you ever use the internet to Google the phrase making mountains out of molehills Yeah no dude this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> No it's not you yeah, said no, you this say is... that at least once a show so either yeah, because you present, you, or, yeah, you continuously present me with dumber ideas. <laughs> I don't think this is dumber than a previous idea that I've had. When I installed a VM on my computer just so I could download Steam, just so I could get Here, Roller Coaster I, Tycoon, that at least got me somewhere. That was in not. I, that's a great I idea. Will, I will build a VM from scratch on the show in the matter of seconds. Okay, he's done. Done. <laughs> wow, great. Is that a Macintosh? No. Then that's exactly But it runs oh, it runs a Darwin kernel. Does that does that run TurboTax? No. Yes, it can. Show me TurboTax on this. Show, Show me, me TurboTax. <laughs> 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 Survey says. <laughs> You can't give me crap about taxes because you were the one like, oh, I got a nice envelope from Albany. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a good thing. I'm get, I'm also in trouble because of the same thing that we're both working on. What? How are you in trouble for that? Because <laughs> someone Cause somebody didn't file poorly. as of January 39th as the employer. January There's 39. no 1099 if I paid you under six hundred dollars. That's not what the state of New York says. Oh, uh, well, I'm not registered in the state of New York. Well, we live in the state of New York, so there's that. But I don't have to give you a yeah, you federal. Do, yeah. Okay. No. I'm going to, I'm going to, Ask me, don't I, I plead the fifth. Yeah, anyway. Next. Um, something else Christian's going to be mad at me about. I, <laughs> uh, I was on a podcast promoting our show. I know you don't like to do that. No, I know. You, I you contra- can't. You're contractually I can't. obligated. I know. Ass. Well, I'm contractually obligated to promote the show wherever I can. And, He's uh, legally allowed to call you an ass on the show today. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and uh, what is it? I was on this podcast called Murmur with an umlaut over the U. So good luck. Murmur. Murmur. But he actually spelt it out phonetically on the website, and it says Murmur. Murmur. But anyway, uh, what's interesting is it has a Unicode URL, which is one of the first times I've seen that. I know it exists. I haven't seen it really in practice. And it copies... Very few DNS providers will allow that. Could you actually. elaborate on this? Because here's where. Wait, let me let me finish this if you don't mind. Uh, Can I it copies as a different, completely different URL than what it displays as in the location in the location box in Chrome, and that's very odd. So that's the number one reason to not allow it. The other one is if you are. What is the thing that it copies? So it copies the actual Unicode values. So the, uh, it, oh. it, it technically, at the lowest level, what you're actually doing when you're onto the clipboard is just a hex code value that you're copying over. And then you have to actually specify the encoding, which if you t- uh, put just into like a plain text editor, won't actually get it. It'll uh, script it of the encoding so you can actually view it. But it'll do like the like ampersand stuff. So if I go to murmur.com, it copies as xn double dash mrmur dash kva. Yeah, what? yeah. Those that's just like the uh, uh, stripped encoding of it. Huh. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, so what what would happen if I had like an emoji U- URL, an emoji domain? You'd name? just be the worst person on earth. That would be a great way to create a domain name that would be hard to find for some kind of like rootkit. Um, what? 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 Anyway, this is like a CNC server. It'd be cool. Like I said, dumber and dumber <laughs> ideas. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, had a porn site that was just all eggplants. <laughs> <laughs> egg find us an egg, eggplant, eggplant, <laughs> dot eggplant, eggplant, <laughs> dot triple X. Exactly. Eggplant, eggplant, dot IO. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's eggplantpeach.io. It depends on who your target audience is. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, oh yeah, so by the way, so Murmur was cool. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Ulek. Uh, U- what is his name? Oh, I forgot his name. Shame. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's Turkish and uh, Muslim. We had a good conversation without getting into some kind of holy war. So, uh, he lives on 14th Street. He uh, sleeps in his closet. He lives in a one-bedroom apartment that he rents out. And he does his podcast in the living room. He is dedicated. Very, very dedicated. And the episode of Murmur will be out sometime soon. Anyway, yeah, what are you staring at, Christian? I'm staring into nothingness. Ah, I yeah. can see that. Hey, let me ask you something. Um, I'm working. I'm doing some work where we have a, a shared integration environment um, to do QA on, and I and I'm going to ask you. I'm going to paint you a whole scenario. I did not come up with this scenario before you say dumber and dumber and dumber, but I would like you, and I'm serious, to, to f- tell me how many things are wrong in this picture. I don't know the answer, but I have a feeling it's going to be more than zero. Oh, I remember this in the doctor's office as a kid. Yeah, yeah that's the highlights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we have a shared integration environment where uh, we do pull requests. They all get merged into um, into develop, a branch called develop. That's basically a staging environment. And then mm-hmm. that eventually gets merged into master when there's a release. So Gitflow. Sure. Yes. Now, we have another branch for integration that people merge stuff into to test that's not really QA, and it's not in sync with develop. It's more of a manual hodgepodge. I, I've done that before, where like it's just like, hey, I'm using this, and I'll force push to that, so it's just my branch. Right, but the thing is, is that it's called integration because all of the developers are doing that. So that's where you're all of a sudden, like, you should actually be... So you, so you're, you're solving this with Git, and you, you should have be solving to, it with environments. The thing is, is that you, ha- you end up having to do a double merge, because if you're, if you're, you'd have to merge it with integration, creates conflicts or whatever. Yeah, no, the, you'd the, have to merge it again so with develop. that's your first r- wrong thing, too. Like, where does it actually get deployed? Where is this an integration environment? Like, what is it? On a server. 
AWS it's one server? Something. Yeah, let's say it is. Well, first of all, if you're on AWS, why can't you spin up more to... Why would you have? Why would you need more than one server for an integration environment? Maybe for load balancing. Because, no, for your testing, everyone should have their own isolated environment. It shouldn't be like we're testing everything all at once. That's terrible. Is that more expensive? Yes, but you, How much more you, you could also use Docker, and then all of a sudden it's not. But uh, Docker on AWS. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I'll, I think they're doing that anyway, but not for... Maybe for integration. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, just but the thing is everyone that, should get their own environment. Don't mix everything together. But integration together. is so you can see how your code works well with the other code. That's why you merge working. into master. Like so, you you pull like you rebase over master, so you have all of the current master changes, and then you test your environment. Okay. Now let me ask you this: We have this shared integration environment. Somebody or, de- said, or develop in this case. I okay. Should say, yeah. And we have the shared integration environment, and um, somebody said, "Oh, uh, I reverted a commit of yours. This happened to me yesterday." Some, first, someone bugged me on a Saturday, which ugh, I I can't. That's the Lord's Day, okay? Reverting Friday night to Saturday night. Saturday. But, I, I feel no sympathy for you. Why? Because I code on Saturdays all the time. Well, it's your 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 problem. Uh, anyway, the thing is, is that so he said I reverted your code because it was causing an issue on this page. Rather than saying, "Here's I'm having an issue on this page. Here's the bug. Can you help me?" It looks like it's your code that's causing it. He just reverted the change on the shared environment. Well, because you guys have such a shit show, that's totally fine. I, I, so you're not actually, you don't see that's a that's No, not a the, the, the problem is the fact that you have everything living together when, you're, when you're, you're in a testing state. If you're in a testing state, it should be, I am testing this feature, I am testing this feature, I am testing this feature. And they all integrate with the current state of the world. Gotcha. So what would you recommend if you came in as a consultant into this company? Like, what would you recommend? And you can't say scorched earth. You, you, I'm, no, I'm no. I, I actually think what you guys are doing with strictly the Git part is actually, like, a good thing. That is a good way to do releases. Okay. We're uh, also using conventional commits, by the way. Good for you. Uh, the part that you guys really shot yourselves in the foot with is just this idea of a single integration environment that just doesn't work. Why do you think that they came up with an idea like that? Is it for cost? Savings or for time? When I say cost, it also it's includes a, time. It's like, such a, a time weird thing, thing to care about, though, because you can tear down the VM when you, at, when you're done with the test. And they do. They do kill the the whole branch and re, and recut it every once in a while. Once well, they they say like like once a week or once every other week, they go, oh, it's getting too messy. Let's recut the branch. That's weirdly long lived. But, uh, for an integration environment? Yes, absolutely. But it you should, said it should it be minutes. It should, it should be like you run your tests and then it tears down. So you, but it does that. I mean, so it does that like when it way, builds. So the way that, like, uh, my current state of the world is at work. Uh, like, I, I push my thing. It's ready. For, it's ready for uh, testing. So I just have, we have an automated thing. You comment on the pull request, build it. It builds an environment. It tests the environment, and that runs in its own Docker container. And it's so. But this does that anyway when you do a build. Oh. Just, we also then have an integration environment. It's why basically why do you work. have this one branch that then you share? Why can't you just say, like, I want to build this particular branch? If you want, we don't have personal environments, like you said. So if you want to have yeah. something that's not merged into develop yet for whatever reason, like, let's say it's not passing end to end. No, your entire issue is that you're trying to uh, just push everything together. It should be just split out to here's one environment, here's one environment, here's but one if environment. But if we have developers who are working on two separate things yeah. that could step on each other's toes, wouldn't you want to see, like, wouldn't you want to have an environment that tests with both of their code together rather than seeing no, one lands two of them? Well, so do they depend on each other? I mean, they could, but not necessarily. Well, because then that's poor project management. But uh, if it's well, two things, oh. if it's two things that coexist and they can step on each other's toes, but they don't depend on each other, that can happen. And it's really just a matter of, hey, I landed my changes first. Now you got to test yours. Which I did, and then he tested his on Saturday and said, "I was yours landed in merged." Into, sorry, sirens gone by. Uh, uh, was it merged into develop? No, but neither was his. 
Okay, so you didn't land yours yet, then. Well, I, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's call that the end of this discussion, because we're getting on a little bit long, but I like that. Hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I got bored. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you, audience. You're there for All me. Right. Now, one last joke. thing to call out at the top of the show. Tyler Dinner, you have done a fantastic, fantastic job. Yes, y'all give him a hand. Fantastic hey, job again. on the social media I gave them free marketing drinks. for our show. <laughs> so I will strip Christian of his title and give it to you. You are now the Senior Vice President of East Coast Marketing. That was never my Tyler, title. I gave it to you. Tyler, dinner. <laughs> Christian didn't want it, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> my title is always CTO. I feel like Dwight in the office. Right. That's why you have the tax problem. Yeah. You have the tax. Well, we won't have that tax problem next year. Did you buy the audit defense? I did not. Anyway, I didn't expect it. Because I didn't expect it. But this is. Guess what I'm getting to write off is a business expense. Your computer? Yes. I get to write off my iPad. Nice. Because I use it for the podcast. Anyway. Anyway, wait, wait. Anyway, for. Tyler, let's give you the floor because you really deserve a shout out, not just because you're on the show, but because you did a really great job this last year, week, promoting the show, getting people to listen to it. As your microphone almost falls. Yep. And uh, just uh, tell us about what you did and uh, what your whole methodology is and anything else, really. He put Thank an you. umlaut over the U. Yeah. That <laughs> is a really bad barrier <laughs> to entry. URL. No Unicode. No special characters or emoji in our URLs. No, that's a bad one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for, uh, especially for those of you just discovering us now uh, recently through social media, uh, we didn't really have our social media game up as tight as we wanted it to be. We had an interesting start. Uh, uh, getting our, our our bearings set uh, was 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 a little interesting at the start of the show, but anyway, uh, now we've got too much uh, more content than we're than we're able to promote uh, at least the, that we've uh, done so far. So now we've hit the uh, hit the streets, or so to say, with the internet. And you can find us now. You're probably finding us on Twitter, and we're going to be coming to YouTube really strong soon. Hopefully, getting some uh, actual video footage of episodes. We're going to look into that. Um, just trying to be more available anywhere and everywhere on the internet, and where media is discoverable, so that it's it's easy for everyone. We know that everyone's got a different setup. Some people are on iTunes. Some people are on Android. Some people are on whatever. Some people like RSS feeds. Whatever. We we just want to be there, available to you in as few clicks as possible. Uh, we've got great content now, and and we've got a lot of great stuff. Uh, in the last six, six, twelve, eighteen months. So go back and and check out what you've been missing. Well, uh, like I said, we're sorry that we haven't been out there trying to reach out as much as we have been. But uh, but you we, really, you know what, Tyler, you're making up that. for it right now because you're doing a fucking fantastic, <laughs> fantastic job. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You really help out because why we only have, you know, we're all busy. We all have real jobs. We only have limited time that we can spend uh, helping helping work on this thing. And I'm really appreciative of all the effort that you've made, especially in this past week, man. It's really, I I, I thank you. Um, yes, so glad to make it happen. <laughs> so heartwarming. Um, anyway, by the way, on Murmur, uh, he had video cameras on the uh, microphone arm. He had a GoPro that was clipped onto the arm on the microphone, like right there, and right it was in your face, right, right on my face. And he also had like one of these stands where my computer is, and he put his phone on it. And so he could, he probably spent like I'd say four hundred bucks on cameras that you could clip on. It would actually not not be bad at all if you wanted to do some kind of live video stuff for us. Just nice. pointing that out there. And uh, considering and you, you're talking into $350 worth of microphone. Yeah, that was also <laughs> it's not an expensive rig. 
But that's why pneumonium <laughs> took a loss last year. That's why I'm going to get. Well, hopefully, I don't get audited. But that's why, because of all the money that I poured into the podcast, the mixer. I took the, we took the mixer across the country, tried to do a show in California, uh, all that stuff. With the studio, I built at home, all the sound insulation. Anyway, whatever. Enough about that. It's time for some local news because it's time for our New York Minute. Where we take a look at your five boroughs. This week, Mayor Big Bird said that Central Park is going car-free starting in June. Well, mostly car-free, minus the the trespasses. I think there are four of them. Are there four? Okay. Oh, I was getting oh. worried oh, for Oh, transverses, sorry. Yeah, no, you confused uh, the, yeah, tremendously. That means that taxes can cut across the park. Right. And yeah. I, I made a mistake. Uh, I was walking to visit someone the other day, and I, made a, and I made a mistake when walking through Central Park because when you go in the 96th Street transverse, there's like one ramp to go into the park, and, I, and, I, and that does not intersect with any other trail to get the west side of the park. New York. So, like, you go on 96th and whatever like Fifth Avenue and then oh, and you, you take that, and then you don't take that first ramp into the onto a trail you're stuck on the transverse until you get to the other side of the park Eric's basically walking through a highway that goes through Central Park at least yeah. <laughs> it was the opposite literally the opposite of what I wanted I was like oh it'll be nice and quiet and naturey and it was just a corridor with a ton of cars at least there was a sidewalk that was full of mud anyway so, mine is those streets. Uh, Bill de Blasio said Central Park will be car-free. It's great. Now we'll only have to deal with the cyclists. Once we take care of them, then they'll really have a nice park. Anyway. Huh. Eric's aiming for a uh, systematic, uh, organized uh, extermination of cyclists. Some, you know, some of them are good people. That's I want to see Eric ride a bike in the summer and just see him complain all the time about everything. Oh, my pants are riding up all the time. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, oh I'm always short grip. of breath. I can't grip the handlebars. My asthma. Oh, oh God. Wow, you guys are hilarious. We think we are. Yeah. Um, the Tribeca Film Festival is on in Tribeca. Uh, if you want tickets, go talk to Bobby De Niro. Possibly more about that later. <laughs> no spoilers. And let's see. I think there's one more thing. Oh, this is an old article, but it's funny. People are starting to hitchhike across the George Washington Bridge to save coal money. And the uh, New Jersey Department of Transit is starting to pull over people who are picking up the hitchhikers. <laughs> so... They said the toll sheets like this cost the city $7 million a year. I'm sure. That's why the toll is only $18 every time you go across. Well, I guess there's no toll to go to New Jersey. So, like, eight people get a free ride the whole year? Yeah, basically, because it allows the car to go in the carpool lane, and then the people don't have to pay the toll. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah. And uh, I think that's all we got for our New York Minute. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Well, Christian. Yes. Are you mad at me? No. Oh. Okay. Just your usual uh, dynamic. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Because you know why? It's time for your shit. GitHub issues of the week. Bow, bow. 
Hello. First GitHub issue of the week comes to us from our favorite JavaScript framework. No, it doesn't. Damn it! <laughs> we Damn don't have it! Any from that framework? No. This week. What happened was there was something I left out at the top of the show that was actually oh. a GitHub issue for React, oh. and I because all of the icons look the same, and I, we skipped over it. Let's try rewind the tape. <clears throat> it's time for our <laughs> GitHub issues of the week. <laughs> our first GitHub issue of the week comes to us from an evil company, Oracle. They're Grawl. Graal VM. Graal VM, yes. Can't use HTTP URL connection due to reflection, yeah? <laughs> a trivial yeah. example using Scala JHTTP library, a wrapper for HTTP URL connection, crashes in runtime when compared to na- compiled to native binary with native image tool. It's the URL HTTP connection. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching a lot, a lot of the Lily Hammer recently. Nice. Yeah. Very anyway. Nice. Uh, so what is Grawl? So Grawl is a recent... Does it also have like an umlaut over the A? No, this is just Grawl. G-R-A-A-L. No, this is just double A. Grawl. But so it's a new VM that Oracle put out that's... Another virtualization software. No, this isn't virtualization in like the traditional virtual machine. This is like a language virtual machine. So like V8 or JVM. So I can code in PHP and it compiles to... Not PHP. Nobody wants PHP. I want PHP. So Grawl supports Java, Scala, Kotlin, Python, Ruby, Kotlin, sorry, I said Kotlin, Rust, C++, C... And, and that all compiles to what? Some machine code? Yeah, uh, like this intermittent VM uh, Like what Java code. does. Yeah. So it's like a JVM for a bunch of languages. So they can all use the same environment. They can all use the same libraries across these languages. And then they can run on Windows, uh, OS X, Linux, Solaris, if you somehow have Solaris still. Ooh. I like Solaris. No, I don't. I've never used it. <laughs> I grew up with a couple servers in my basement running Solaris. Nice. I mine were running uh, Windows 2000. I'm sorry. No, I love Active Directory. That's the only thing that's good about Windows 2000. Active Directory is going to be the bane of my existence every time I run into a security issue at work. But it was really cool in 2003. Well, no, because it's still when you do a when you do a DNS. Oh, that Active Directory. No, there's Active Directory in the DNS servers uh, situation that uh, Windows Server does. Which is what. Uh, so uh, the one thing I know that I ran into oh, a security issue. Oh, you told me that the Microsoft DNS server yeah, does y- that. Yeah, you can give it any domain, and it'll be like, oh, it's part of this zone. Okay, cool. And that's... it's imperialist. Yeah, it's like what America does with other countries. Yeah, are you part of America? You are. We are they are now. <laughs> they have oil. Okay. <coughs> We'd, so, uh, we'd take the best athletes for the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's actually the issue here? There's a failed uh, unit test? Yeah, so it's using uh, reflection to do this, and that's why it's crashing. What's reflection? Reflection is like... Excuse me. Reflection is the idea of being able to look at like the code itself while it's running, to be like, oh, what type is this? Ah. And so it's doing a null check. Not a debugger? So y- you can build a debugger using reflection libraries in a language. So it's... Oh, it's lower than debugging. No, it is, it, it is the same code being used, but this is being used in your actual application code. Mm-hmm. And that's where the issue lies. You, you don't want this kind of stuff in your application code because it's slow. Gotcha. So what's the solution? So the solution uh, that is proposed in the pull request is to actually remove the null check, which they do. And so now it's just not d- checking for null so much as it's checking for it to be defined, which is a lot easier. Gotcha. What are these assertions? I never got that in Java. Assert is like a... Uh, no, 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 no. Not in unit test. The, like the at? What is that? Or the annotation. Sorry. The oh like, you know, add automatic feature at target. So that's a decorator. Many decorator. La- many languages have it. 
Right. Uh, I ja- think yeah. Java has it. Why? Python has it. What? Why? So it's it's like the idea of like being able to call a, a wrapper around a function. So, oh, so kind it of calls kind of, with like bound arguments. Basically. Kind of like in JavaScript, you just use pa- bind. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, being able to pass it to another function and then calling bind. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, not particularly with this one. Well, then let's move on to our next GitHub issue of the week. Our next GitHub issue of the week is an Apple attack. No. <laughs> this comes from Apple's Foundation DB. Yeah. Problems compiling on Mac OS 10.13.4, which I think is the latest version. Some destructor has a non-throwing exception specification, but can still throw flag w error flag w exception yeah so with errors with exceptions oh and uh so what is foundation db so this was one thing apple did awesome this week uh they open sourced their uh distributed key value store that does like multi-writer so you can write to any of these so and now apple's the one open sourcing stuff because they're copying microsoft wow yeah wow anyway cool. well anyway so uh so this is like a key value version of cockroach db basically and uh, but like uh, so, the issue here though is it's not building, and it seems to be around the fact that it's just doing this like, explicit throw exception. When uh, the, so the proposed solution is just change it to an assert. Gotcha. So cleaner, single line, and it only throws that exception if the assertion is not met at runtime. Ah, I changed throw internal error to assert zero and got around this for now. Wonderful. Well, our third GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Beats. Like uh, Dwight Schrute, not the headphones. No, not the headphones. Like much more like. Uh... Not those beats. No, yeah. no, this is much more like Dwight Schrute. No, uh, it it is actually uh, to do with music. It is a uh, music library manager. Incorrect disc numbering on two sided media such as vinyl. Yeah, so like you have like a B side. My vinyl on my computer. It sounds like yeah, or cassette. You know. Yeah, so you have a B side basically, and right. it's not being counted. Like laser disc. Sure, but it, it's not being accounted for. Why? Uh, just because the way the code currently is, so they're just changing. They don't have a, a, a field for it. Yeah. Side. So they're just uh, adding that basically is the solution here. Cool. Well, that's pretty boring. Well, it's a cool tool though. Like it's basically it saying. Nice well, kind of like you. It's all command line. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I am cool and a tool. <laughs> Up to it. Uh, on my other podcast, I'm called The Douche. So. Your other podcast? You have another podcast? Yeah, it's like having another family, I know. No, I don't. I, I don't have another podcast. Now now I don't know. He's a super trust. tool douche. I don't, know, I don't know who to trust. If I can trust him anymore, Tyler. He might he might have another family and he doesn't tell us about it. I don't know. Maybe Whenever he says maybe he's going out to the it. liquor store, he's hanging out with his other family. <laughs> maybe I know all about it. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm just going to embellish it just because I really like seeing you stress about it. <laughs> but I'm on anxiety medicine, Tyler. That's not good. Maybe that means that you should be just fine. Able to yeah, you may want to see about upping that because it's definitely not working. Well, yeah. No, see my hands up. I'm pretty fine. <laughs> Um, okay. And, uh... All right. <laughs> well, you're not drinking. That would calm your nerves. That would. <laughs> and uh, so would our last GitHub issue of the week. Our last GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Tmux Gitbar. 
You can have a when you're using T Mux. That sounds like a person. What does that person do? <laughs> what does T Mux Gift Bar do? Uh, they the are refugees. a um, merchant at the bazaar. No. Uh, Ooh, is it a <laughs> robot from a? Uh, <laughs> no. A novel? Uh, um, uh, if you're using T Mux, you can install this plugin to get like a nice little uh, status bar going on and get, get repo. So you can be like, oh, what's dirty, giggity, or like what's just like uh, what branch am I on? Nice. Yeah. Cool. So what's the solution? Well, we haven't even stated the issue. Oh, but yeah. when reading a newly created repo. Yep, so uh, it's just not picking up on, like, a new repo with no commits. It just doesn't do anything right now. But you can... Ah. So the solution would be just adding a hook for for this, where all of a sudden then it's big. Oh, I detect a git directory, but there's nothing in there. Cool. Cool. All right. Anything else? Nope. Wonderful. Well... After our GitHub issues, it's always time for Tyler's Plus Ones. Our pull request Plus Ones are where we send out well wishes and acknowledgments of awesomeness to people and other organizations. Who's our Plus One this week, Tyler? First of all, one is New York State. New York State? What? New York State. They better not audit me. That's a separate story. But in this story, they launched a fact-finding inquiry into Coinbase, Binance, and other exchanges. Really? Someone's going to be patrolling all this cryptocurrency madness, hopefully putting a harness on all the people's speculation. I don't know. Government regulations what ruin that space Is already. there Ooh, a blue ribbon committee? Christian's got a net minus one on there. There already is He's government regulation. On the plus one. Yeah. Does not approve of this PR. Is there a blue ribbon communi- uh, committee? <laughs> All of these fact-finding inquiries need a blue ribbon committee. Yeah, it's called PAPS. Eh. What's a blue ribbon committee besides so, Christian's college buddies? <laughs> <laughs> it's a way to waste taxpayer money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember, buddy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, or if you want to talk more about this. No, I'm great. Um, <laughs> number, number two is uh, the Wave VR. They are a company that launched a basically a futuristic. I, I'm talking to them. I'm, I'm now I hear you. <laughs> a futuristic music festival that never sleeps inside virtual reality. Uh, DJs can craft on stage and users can teleport around a giant outdoor venue while watching light shows that blow up uh, the sky night after night. So, wow. in case yeah. you want to do some Molly, but it's too cold to go outside. Exactly. Or all your Molly friends aren't trying to roll with you. You got a solo trip. <laughs> you just got too much. No one's buying it. Do you even have to do drugs if you can just do it in VR? <laughs> you can just simulate what it would look like. Mm, that's up to the consumer to decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, finally. Number three goes to, and this is something that I'm wondering if Eric's just going to lose his mind over. Uh, back to the Tribeca Film Festival, General Magic, may, uh, a company that you may have heard of, uh, Eric is kind of smiling. They were basically a company that took all of Apple superstars from the mid-80s, late-80s, and they went and worked on this secret project. Essentially, was the first Magic Leap. They had the first concept IPO ever. They got like $96 million, and no one knew what they were doing. It was wow. insane. So now uh, what are they doing? Uh, well, now a lot of them went on to do a lot of different things. I'll explain that in a second. Uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, receive tickets from my girlfriend to go see uh, a, premiere, uh, a premiere of of the actual film at the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, where a lot of them were actually at the audience and showed up and did a little bit of a Q&A after. Incredible movie, incredible story, a lot to learn, uh, so much inspiration and, and 
And but you can really learn a lot about technology and why we kind of think the way we do and we approach things the way we do when people get as creative as they want and go off the deep end because you see a lot of the top people in the world going off the deep end creatively and, and it being hard to harness almost too many ideas being too far ahead of their time. Um, so people that ended up at the at the QA were uh, Tony Fidel who went on to uh, to be the co-inventor of the iPod and the iPhone and founded Nest. Megan Smith, who was the mechanical engineer, and she uh, founded Planet Out and then became the CTO of the United States under Obama. Uh, wow. Yeah. Andy Rubin co-founded Danger and the inventor of Android. Uh, and they basically said that almost every single iPhone and Android can be traced back to these people. They essentially had everything that was a smartphone ready to go in 93, 94. Kevin Lynch is now the, the VP of Apple. Uh, he, he's the guy that watches the, that runs the Apple Watch team. He was in the audience. Uh, it was it was really breathtaking. I'm I'm pretty sure that it'll be the most popular tech documentary on Netflix whenever it hits there that that probably ever existed. Incredible movie. So if you get a chance to see it, absolutely check it out and check out the story because everyone can learn a lot. That's great, and it's that's been our plus ones. Wow, that is pretty cool. I can't believe you haven't heard of them. No, I should have. I really, I really should have. Especially, I know because I know most things about Apple. There was a really interesting Apple story there too. Who is it? Scully? The, the John Apple? Scully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Scully was CEO at the time, and and Scully basically they had their product, and it was it was way, it was Apple Newton before Newton existed. They everything that Newton was came from that team, and only because Scully was able to go in and check out what Wait, that team was so doing. Wait, so <laughs> I but, mean, it wasn't. It was pretty good for no, because it was it was a thousand times more. Newton was a terrible version of what they were doing, but so much more and all very different. But regardless, Scully basically, I don't want to give away too much, but he he announced the Newton and what it was going to be capable of doing, and it forced them to show their hand of what they were doing, and they they had to launch their product too fast, and it it was just. Unbelievable how much they had, how much the CEO uh, was that the original handspring? No, <laughs> <laughs> really interesting though, and, and crazy to um, to break down some of the mechanics of even in the '90s scene, early '90s scene, what it's like to make a touchscreen device. Really cool, not that oh, complicated, yeah. you well, think? So I had one of the uh, uh, old handspring uh, PDAs for a while. That was really cool, just because it was like stylus. And it didn't have did any phone capabilities. Or is that only the palms? It had. Uh, it did have graffiti, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I had a. Uh... It, it was my original MP3 player, way too long, actually, well into the existence of the iPod. I had uh, a Dell Axim that was that was Dell's PDA in 2003. So this uh, my PDA predates that by a long shot. Yeah. Well, this one <laughs> ran Windows Mobile 6.1. I'm sorry. No, nah, and it had Pocket Office. And it had like it had po- it literally said pocket word pocket Excel. I had the stylus. It didn't have graffiti. I had this collapsible keyboard that it, that I could pop into the by anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> that was that was good, Tyler. You know what's interesting about the Tribeca's website? The heading for the film doesn't show up until you scroll down the page. It's incredibly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know a film you're watching already. You have to like the image is almost out of you before it comes up. It's uh. It was wow. It was one of the best tech documentaries I've ever seen in my life. I just floored at every minute. Never even bored. better than Noise. that than that uh, Aaron Sorkin Steve Jobs movie because that was incredible. Oh, I I didn't see that one. Was I that preferred the garbage. Ashton Kutcher one. 
Garbage. I only anyway. I only saw the Kutcher one. Speaking of cursing, no, you, wait. Did, oh, you might have left. Uh, did he? Might, he? No, I thought he came with. Yeah, us. no, I no, thought was, so. He might have left room that. Steven, though, you didn't see that. Who's Steven? <laughs> room that. Oh, I didn't go to the movies with you guys and Steven. Really? I thought you did. Oh, then he left before we oh. went and saw that. Yeah, we saw the Steve Jobs movie with him. Yeah. There's a scene in the movie where they they curse at each other a lot. And it's kind of like our dynamic. Christian, anyway. I like the Kutchie one. Although Seth Rogen as Waz is pretty good. Yeah, it was a ride. Yeah. Seth Rogen was Waz? The yeah. thing about Aaron Sorkin's Aww. movies is that all of them are walk and talk. In front of a behind in front of a ticking clock. What are his other yeah, movies? That's basically, everything is <laughs> like, oh my god, we've only got so much time, so we have to talk like this, and then we it's gotta like, we're walking. We've got around. a big presentation, and we need to fix it now. And it was like, uh, okay, everyone knows it was actually the night before that. Let's right? Be is that yeah. a, like a Woody Allen movie sped up? Yeah, with less ne- less nebbishy jewiness though. Oh, and what was it? What the good thing about that movie is that the first the, the, it was done in three acts. There were three uh, presentations about like three famous presentations: the uh, uh, Macintosh. When Steve Jobs came back to Apple, and then the iPhone, I think. Yes. And the first well, it kind of closed out with the iPhone. The first really act was it. shot in 16 millimeter. The second act was shot in 35 millimeter, and the third act was shot digitally. And you could tell the difference. It was actually really cool. It was the only thing I liked about the movie. The acting was horrible. Anyway. <clears throat> actually, I thought Fassbender did a good job. Michael Fassbender has my hair color. How can he be Steve Jobs? Hmm. He's like my height. But Fassbender and Rogan did a good job. That was it. No. Noah Wiley did a pretty good Steve Jobs. Anyway, if we want to curse at Apple, then let's make it an Apple attack. Because that's where we like to take a nice little shit on Apple. He could say it this week. This week, Waz, or Seth Rogen, is leaving Facebook. Seth Rogen is Waz is leaving Facebook, even though he, as a genius wizard of technology, should know what he got himself into. I mean, he's not really a genius wizard, of, wizard of technology, and he's really just a bandwagon. He made a Swiss Army days. knife business card that actually cut things. Okay. So did a lot of nerds. Not. Not. No, they didn't. Anyway, he said users Some people provide- have cards that blow up into a tower or a sponge. Those are very cool. Okay. <laughs> Mine if you add water turns into a T-Rex, actually. Okay. He says, users provide every detail of their lives to Some Facebook. Some of the business Facebook- cards I got in Las Vegas? Oh, man. <laughs> well, those usually have images that aren't safe for work. It's an After Dark episode. Come on, go with the team. Sorry. Users Sorry, provide go. every detail of their life to Facebook, and Facebook makes a lot of advertising money off of this. He said in an email to USA Today, the profits are all based off of the user's info, but none of the users get the profits back. Well, uh, Steve... Why are you on Facebook if you're just cluing into this now? He's a bandwagoner, that's why. But he doesn't need to talk for the about la- this. the last 20 years, all he's done is bandwagon. Oh, so he's rooting for the Cubs this year? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, moving on. Uh, that was a good one. Let's see. None of our listeners will get that. Is it a World Series? That means they recently won, so he's rooting for them. <laughs> oh. Funny. Uh... Mark Zuckerberg takes a hit at Cookie. Uh, he said uh, yeah. when when, face, when uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook said that he would not be in the position that Mark Zuckerberg is in because they don't monetize their users' data, he replies with, "You know, I find that argument that if you're not paying, that somehow we don't care about you to be extremely glib and not at all aligned with the truth." 
The reality here is that if you want to build a service that helps connect everyone in the world, then there is a lot of people who can't afford to pay. And therefore, as with a lot of media, having an advertising-supported model is the only rational model that can support building the service to reach people. I don't at all think that it means that we don't care about people. To the contrary, I think it's important that we don't all get Stockholm Syndrome and let the companies that work hard to charge... Uh, that work hard to charge you more convince you that they actually care more about you because that sounds ridiculous to me. I weirdly enough agree with Zucker. Because you are a douchebag from Long Island, much like he is. Anyway. We're sorry. (laughs) We're sorry. Apple has created a new recycling robot called uh, Daisy. Wait, I didn't mean I recycle, I reuse, I am hipster. Well, it's called Daisy. Daisy is an upgraded version of Liam. That was their first name. Uh, a robot that's able Take to, to disassemble bin. iPhones, or d- disassemble 200 iPhones in an hour, beating out Chinese children by 50 iPhones. Clearly, they should have named it Wally. Yeah. However, Greenpeace senior a- Greenpeace senior analyst Gary Cook said Apple needs to work on its product de- its product designs that allow for longer use and better re- and better uh, repair. Than creating a robot that disassembles their proprietary technology faster using their proprietary tools. Customers want to keep their devices longer as evidenced by a three to four week wait for a battery replacement at Apple retail stores earlier this year when Apple was compelled to dramatically reduce the replacement cost. And that's been our Apple Attack! Wow, so then. Oh, you want to say something? No. He's going to burp. <laughs> no. No, by far the most relevant song ever in the in the workforce uh, blue collar workforce today is John Henry. It's getting scary how like accurate that's becoming. What you remember John Henry the song about the uh, the the company store? What? No, that was Tennessee Williams. Yeah, no, John Henry's the the folk song where the uh, the railroad spike machine beats John Henry, the best spike driller in in the West or whatever. Remember. I well, wasn't used, alive in the 50s, Tyler. Oh my God. They used to hammer in the railroad spikes, and then they came with a steam machine that could beat John Henry. I've been working you remember on the railroad. That? Is that the song that you made? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> John Henry's hammer? No. This generation doesn't even know. Paul this is the song about Fox. how robots take people's jobs, and Paul the generation that's Fox. happening to doesn't even know. Oh. Yeah, I'm shocked. Kids, Both of you guys don't even know. That's a super common thing. don't even know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> Kill all humans? Sure. All right. You guys well, didn't see that stupid Tall Tales movie? No. No? No one should have. It was terrible. <laughs> well, that's why we didn't. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about... Uh, what do we talk about after Apple? Oh, yes, that's right. It's a segment uh, Christian hates because he loves women in power. It's time for... What? Theresa May murders the internet. Wait, he said you love women in power. Oh, shh. I tried to catch him off guard because he was supposed to say, what? No, I don't. And I was going to get you. But, no, but you, you fucked it up, Tyler. But you usually say he hates women in power. I and know. That's, that's why it was going to work because I got him. Christian is neutral about women in power, if anything. It's because he hates government. He goes on this tirade every time. I just don't like Government, period. We said that. We just said that. I am the Ron Swanson in the group. Anyway. He likes uh, a woman in uniform, not power. That's not bad. <laughs> so you should talk to Angela Merkel when she retires. She is, she's in both. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. The UPS lady says, <laughs> Anyway, it's not Theresa May this week. It's other nations from the five eyes. That's uh, Canada, the U.S., England, Australia, and New Zealand. Why the uh, eyes? I don't know. Eyes, like eyes. 
G5. E-Y-E-S. I don't know. G5 player. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It's from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh. I don't even remember. I don't even remember. I, I don't I've seen know. Tropic Thunder. Anyway, uh, here's something from uh, a former FBI director, uh, James Comey. In a discussion on encryption and data security, Comey said that Apple and Google's decision in 2014, and listen to the language that he uses. Listen Be- to the words. I'm serious, because this is how he expresses this uh, unbridled government surve- surveillance on everybody. What? We're listening. Oh, Christian has this, like, I'm a, like, never mind. Uh, You're just paranoid today. He's, re- he's ready for you to read <laughs> You're, it. like, extra paranoid whenever well, you we make like you're contact. about to, like, fart or something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. So listen to the words here, because this is the language that he uses. Um, Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apple and Google's decision in 2014 to encrypt their mobile devices to improve user privacy angered the former FBI director. He wrote in, the, in his book. He wrote a new book that the decision, quote, drove him crazy. The F, uh, he added that Silicon Valley did not engage in what he calls true listening with the FBI and said executives, quote, don't see the darkness the FBI sees. I find it appalling that the tech types couldn't see this, he wrote. I would frequently joke with the FBI going dark team assigned to seek solutions, quote, of course, uh, double quote, of course, the Silicon Valley types don't see the darkness. They live where it's sunny all the time and everyone is rich and smart. Ah, ha, ha, ha. He calls going dark not being able to spy on your devices without you knowing, by the way. That's going dark. So he talks about brightness and light and darkness. That's because it's their ability to log on to your computer and look at your stuff. Yeah. It's sunny when he can see what you're talking about to all your friends. Exactly. And that's why it's always sunny in Philadelphia. No, Did you read the the memos? What memos? You Which didn't memos? hear about it? Memo- Which memos? The Comey memos. No. Are they recent? Yeah, they they forced they forced the DOJ to to release the memos that he made, basically letters uh, right the after no, right after his private one on one dinners with Cheeto Jesus. I don't want to talk about that. I know. I just was surprised it didn't see Christian. Big thing out of you. I, I was reading talk about politics. I was I'm actually. I was that, uh, Tyler. I'm that burnt out wait, from politics. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm making a meta point. All I was saying was I was actually reading the deep detailed political documents this time, and I was expecting you to have already read them. And then, and I didn't because I'm I'm losing track of what's going turned. on in the world because I'm burnt out from politics. It's going to be a long seven. You got years. too narcissistic. I was I tried to warn you in the I'm beginning. I'm sorry. You well, went too hard. Let's too move. Hard. <laughs> let's move. <laughs> let's move on to our crypto currency connection. This week, let's take a look at cryptocurrencies winners and losers. As I am loser. perpetually a, a cryptocurrency loser. Amongst other losers. You can't write on a metallic bottle cap with lead pencil, Christian. Oh, but I am. <laughs> That's heavy metal. <laughs> so are you, draw, are you drawing those heavy. dicks like you drew on my window installation? <laughs> you noticed that. Yeah, of course. You tell us not to make dick jokes, and then you make he, the dick joke. He drew literal dicks on my window insulation. How That's am I supposed acceptable. To? That's not even a joke. We've That's been what friends he did. for it's four years. If he didn't joke. draw a dick in your apartment at this point, then we're not good friends. Yeah, that would have just been weird at this point, otherwise. What's interesting is that you is that they're in alternating angles. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't waste any space on the... You, yeah, anyway. He's my my dicks are, if anything, efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so here's a here are some cryptocurrency winners. I did not invest in these, and if I do, they will not be winners anymore. Game.com GTC has gained 
592% in the last 24 hours. Their market cap is $252 million. Game.com is an ambitious project that combines several elements into a total blockchain-based gaming environment. A combination gaming platform, digital asset wallet, crowdfunding platform, and instant messenger, Game.com is riding on high on this bubble of cryptocurrency. When Mario gets those coins, it actually means something. Exactly. Uh, Pundi X. Their volume is uh, $7 million. They had a 234% gain in the last week. Pundi X is a project that aims to make everyday crypto usage, quote, as easy as getting bottled water. That's not easy for a lot of people. No, not if you're in... Not going to say it. Uh, it is a point of sale solution for retail businesses that will make it easy for brick and mortar businesses to accept cryptocurrencies in store. Brick and mortar businesses. Brick uh, <laughs> and mortar businesses. <laughs> uh, XFin Network, their volume is 899 Their market cap is $900. We went from nine figures to seven figures to three figures. Those are the top three. That means anything under number three is worth pennies. So X, uh, Wait, Sinfin. so my Dentacoin's doing good then. Yeah, exactly. Sinfin <laughs> is a hybrid word. blockchain network that combines the power and transparency of public blockchains with the security and speed of private networks. Designed primarily to serve the global trade and finance industry, Sinfin has been met with enthusiastic response and successfully concluded their ICO last month, so their owners are now drinking martinis on the beach. Hey, do you think that any of... The marijuana-based coins went up with the 420 being on a Friday this that year. That would have been a good day to short. <laughs> that would have been a good day to short. That's all I'm saying. What's, Dragon coins are on a loser for this week. Good. Dragon coins are the native cryptocurrency of Dragonkin. And, uh, gender variant. No. Uh, cryptocurrency what? of Dragon Platform. Which connects, gender, that's a trigger word. Which connects VIP gamers with junkets. Junkies. Junkets. Gamers Casino. are junkies. No, junkets. That's it's a drug. traveling. Whatever. Anyway. That's yeah. Video game drug addiction awareness. That's not what that is. That's what I am about. Oh. Are video games drugs? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your twenties doing video games, kids. <laughs> no. They'll I'm, still be I'm there when not you're done. It's bad. It's so bad. So um Oh. Yes. Uh I wanted to talk to you, Christian, since you were out. Last week, I you were absent from class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you used one of your three excused absences for this quarter, and uh, you look tired. I am crashing tired. from the uh, the math I gave you. Pretty much. You want yeah. another one? Actually, no. You can only have one for twelve hours. It's awesome. You can only have one meth for twelve hours. Yeah, or else it'll fuck you up. <laughs> I forgot we could curse in this episode. I had like five probably clarify earlier. that it's not actual meth; it's decongestion. No, but if you concentrate enough of it, you can create meth. That's why you have to be I'm hard sure to buy you it. Can. Is that yeah. that did, actually happened in my college in two thousand six? By the way, did you pick up the box on the shelf or the card on the shelf? The card in the box on the shelf. The frog on the there log in the hole in Some, the lake and wait, what? The there, frog on the log I mean? on the. No, when you go to like a drugstore now, like some of the Sudafeds, you can buy the, the box. You can pick up the box and walk to the register. And some, you just pick up the card, and then you have to this go was, to the this pharmacist. Was the car- yeah, this, yeah, you have to be carded for it, Tyler. It has pseudoephedrine in it. Okay. Pseudoephedrine, that's it, huh? Yeah. I know what all the other like other ones are in it, but not that one. I don't, I don't need that one. Mucin XD is pseudoephedrine and guaifenesin, which is the... You can have as well, much I of know, that as you want. That's just a, a, a mucus thinner. I know Mucin X alone, the normal stuff, with it has this DXF, DXM in it. Such, no, that's the but, D, that's the DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not the, the normal stuff. But I do know that from days that I have, if I ever partook in in marijuana smoking, that plus marijuana equals 
Wow. That's a lot of loopiness. Yeah. That in itself is a drug. Make sure you drink a lot of water. <laughs> anyway, uh, since you used one of your excused absences last week, Christian, uh, we uh, Intel has put a stop order. Remember uh, Spectre? And yep. uh, was the other one Meltdown? Oh, I went to a meetup this week on the patches. They put uh, a the patches stop order on the patches for some of these. Really? Can you, can you talk about that? Uh, sure. Here, I'll tell you which ones. Why are. am I not hearing myself in the microphone? I'm hearing you. Okay. You sound good. Okay. I think you're dying. Okay. No, he's alive. How many? How many fingers do I do you see? Twelve. Oh, okay. Um, that was twenty-one. <laughs> Intel has issued this. This is a recap. From Eric last gave week. him a peace sign in the middle finger. For those of you in the sh- Intel has issued fresh microcode revi- revision guidance that reveals it won't address the meltdown inspector design flaws. Just lost my place in all of its vulnerable processors. In some cases, because it's too tricky to remove the Spectre V2 class of vulnerabilities. The new guidance issued April 2nd adds a stop status to Intel's production status category in an array of available Meltdown Inspector security updates. So what do you have to say about this? You just went to a meeting. A meetup. Meetup. And have they <laughs> talked about the CPUs that they're not covering? Uh, so they're covering everything from the last uh, 10 years on uh, like uh, the OS level patches, not necessarily the microcode. Oh. So there's a bunch of different ways to handle this. One of the ways is... Um, uh, at least in Linux, there's a bunch of ways to handle this. And uh, OS X and Microsoft is really only one way. But in Linux, you have things like page table isolation, which you do hit, have a performance hit every time you make a syscall. Because then you have oh like, KPTI kernel page table isolation. Yes. Well, you it's not, it's not just KPTI; it's actually PTI in general. Because now, you, because what that is actually is a ghost, uh, like a shadow page table for user space, and then you have to actually switch to the kernel version when you make a syscall. Ah, yep, gotcha. So. So what did they talk about at your meetup? So they talked about the various um, mitigations. There's the PTI, there's uh, RecPolines, which is a particular construct within the kernel. There's IBRS, which uh, is um, using rep, uh, similar to RecPolines that helps like flush the caches uh, for what? the, the uh, similar TLBs. RecPolines. Uh, rep, RecPolines? Yes, they are a structure within the kernel that also handles... Uh, Sounds like a this. organism inside of your body. Sounds like a 90s ballad. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's glycerine. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, anyway. He got it! <laughs> <laughs> but so with all these, it's basically like uh, flushing the, the TLB and being more careful with that page table isolation. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Well, I just wanted to revisit that since you weren't, you weren't here. And also, uh, one thing that we were able to do last week since you weren't here is... Uh, Rip on them super hard. Yeah, we did that. We did that. What was the? And I don't listen to the episode so I'm over now. No, we already mentioned. We already talked about that on the it's show. Great. Uh, I think it was this. We had a new segment last week, uh, where it we was did? time for our yes, cousin of consequence. This week's person of consequence, Art Bell. He died this past week, and he was one of three radio broadcasters that mattered. Art Bell hosted a show for almost 30 years uh, in the overnight hours where people called in and talked about getting abducted by aliens and flying saucers and government conspiracy theories. He predates Alex Jones by a long shot. But uh, Art Bell died this past week at the age of 72. He passed away in his sleep in his home in an underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. Is that real? Underground bunker? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Don't ask if it's real. This is a facade. The whole thing's a facade. The whole thing? It was really 72? He was really 72. And he That's died... pretty young. In his sleep? They just died in, in he his died, sleep? He passed away in his sleep at that his home in real, Pahrump, But he Nevada. does have an underground bunker. 
could, could be underground. He could be, it could be at ground, but he lives in a giant mountain. That's technically underground. You're confusing. Anyway, this, this is the hardest obituary to follow. There's only three. There's only three radio shows that matter. One of them is Dr. Done Laura. By, no, one of them is done by another douchebag from Long Island. His name is, of course, Howard Stern. Yes. Second, I'm right. He's, he's number one, best broadcaster of the 20th century, possibly in history, greatest radio show of all time. Cannot beat Howard Stern show. Number two, what? Weenie in the butt. That's right. 98.7. Weenie in the butt. No. Um, <laughs> number two radio show is uh, Alice Cooper. No, he's from California, actually. No, he's from Arizona. <laughs> no, the second radio show that matters is uh, is Phil Hendry. We talked about him. He's the guy who calls into his own show, doing characters and getting into arguments with real callers who think that they're arguing with a character, but it's actually a figment of his imagination. Eric and has a full stock for him. Phil Hendry used to do impressions He's of Art Bell and the people who For called. the audience at home, let it be known, Eric is at full mask right now. Yes. Uh, people who... Uh, <laughs> what is it? Phil Hendry would do... Uh, impressions of Art Bell with the theme music and the callers, and he would do it so well that people would call into Art Bell's show asking about conversations that it was actually had by Phil Hendry. That's how good of a person Phil Hendry is. Of course, the number three person yeah. in terms of radio shows who matter, broadcasters, is Art Bell. So, this is this week's Person of Consequence. Hey, Christian, didn't we have a uh, interesting segment topic that we a new one. Oh, we did. What was it? Uh, let me let me get some music for it. We're you. not gonna actually probably do it, but all right. What's your new segment idea? Yeah, man. It, w- it wasn't a GitHub issue of the week. It was like a GitHub hmm. complaint or Stack Overflow question of the week. Yeah. How is that any different from GitHub? Oh, very so different. So different. Like GitHub is like an unsolved problem. Someone has a problem with someone's piece of software for GitHub. Cool. Yeah. But Stack Overflow like could I... be anything. So Stack Overflow is more so. I have a question about this because I'm not understanding something. GitHub is more. There's an issue with the software. I would say I have the question pulled up actually for Christian and you'll just let me show you the question and you'll instantly drop your question of how it's different. Okay, what is it? Here, Christian. You're not going to read it? He's going to read it. You're handing him the computer. Alright, so, well, right, hold on, hold I can on. read the question. Hold on, hold on. Alright, All right, here, let's... There. It's time for our Stack Overflow question of the week. All right. First Stack Overflow question of the week comes to us from Tyler who's going to read it right now. Alright. Uh, the title is automatically quotes brute force and quotes a few bytes to recover a corrupt file. So <laughs> Wildly inappropriate audience, thanks for trying. Does anyone out there know of a way to brute force values of a particular offset in a file? It's four consecutive bytes which would need to be brute forced. I know the correct SHA-1 of the corrupt file, so what I'd like to do is compare the complete SHA-1 each time it changes the byte value. I know the exact four bytes uh, which were changed because the file was given to me by a data recovery expert as a recovery challenge. For those who are interested in showing the the file is four bytes, blah, 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 blah. All right, here's the thing. I, I would say we can alternate between GitHub issues and Stack Overflow questions. Well, just because Eric is a douche, but, you yeah. know. No, it's because it's the same <laughs> format. So no, you don't want to have too much of this. It's the same format when you read it. It absolutely isn't. It. One, one of them is that I have an issue with software, and one is I have a question I yeah, about software. I understand the semantics difference. I understand the semantic difference, but, but I'm telling you from a listening perspective, it sounds the same. Okay, well, maybe in the future we so can... So we can do two and two. We can do GitHub issues. Three and one. This is because you, you have the least one. amount of input on this. This is why you're against it. 
No, it's because it's basically redundant from the GitHub. All right, issues. well, maybe three and one. Maybe we do three and one. I don't mind do it, but I really feel like if you did your four GitHub issues combined with three Stack Overflow questions, it would sound like seven of the same thing. All right, let's do uh, th- uh, three GitHubs and one Stack Overflow. That's what I said. I said we yeah. can mix them up. You can alternate. Right now is not the time for this conversation. No, this is because we don't have production meetings. Okay. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever made up a segment on the air except for, yeah. Me, me and Kristen chatted about it on Gchat earlier this week. That's great. <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> uh, what's next? Oh, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Nobody on revenge news to you. Washington, D.C. The United States Department of Justice is investigating our nation's few wireless carriers, as well as the GSMA for collusion in an attempt to create wireless standards that in- intentionally impede customers' ability to switch between them. This new technology, called eSIM, would allow customers to move between carriers without needing any new hardware, making it harder to lock a phone to their network, especially as newer cell phone standards allow greater intercommunication. The GSMA, an industry lobbying group, confirmed that eSIM would allow a carrier to lock a device to its network. However, the carrier would need permission from its customers first. Surely, this could be handled by some small provision in the carrier's customer agreement. So what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And so many Americans are afraid of what happens next. We at least know the world still turns and the truth marches on. And that's why this has been News to You. Brought to you by the money. Sounds like the jailbreakers have won. No. Well, it's that technology. I mean, remember, we had two competing cell phone technologies. You, not, you used to have to buy a different phone to switch between AT&T and Verizon. Excuse me. Now that was it, Broadcom, Qualcomm. Well, so you have a, a phones like, like uh, no, no, no. Follow me here. There was the. It, it happened when the iPhone 4S came out. So you had. Uh, there it was, was a, there was the first dual band phone. So there was like GSM and the other one. CDMA. CDMA. And GSM was globally used. CDMA was American. Yeah. And CDMA and so was th- apparently a better technology. I think. Arguably, they they they, have, they both have the trade offs. Right. You didn't need a, a SIM card with CDMA, but. The iPhone 4S, not the 4, the 4S, was the first uh, Apple iPhone, I think one of the first phones to d- allow both GSM and CDMA because of a Broadcom? Is it a Qualcomm chip? Something com chip. So, something that like that, the, yeah. That did the dual Broadcom. band. So because of that, and now LTE is basically the same between Verizon and hmm. AT&T. Verizon uses a different type of LTE than AT&T? Well, so those two, uh, they, yes, but and also Sprint. And, and, right, okay, so those three. And AT&T and Verizon have about 70% of the whole country's uh, mobile subscribers. They are trying to lobby against eSIM, allowing you to just move your phone from carrier to carrier. Well, they so want greater you can locking, already just get an their, unlocked phone. Well, here, well, here's the thing. It's their contract. Their contract is what locks you in. No. Yes, they can put a provision in their contract saying that you agree to have your phone locked. Oh, that, yes, but you can buy an unlocked phone. Yes, you can buy an unlocked Which phone. Which you pay extra for, but and I'd the, say it's I, totally worth it. Well, Although, I mean, the thing is, is that the iPhone X is now $1,000. If you have to pay 700 800 bucks for an unlocked phone, you're, that's at that price range. So it's not really too expensive. I, don't know, I got the Pixel 2 here. I How much was I, that? I forget what I paid for does it. Does it have hand. a headphone port? It does not. Well, I'm not getting it. Yeah, no. Yeah, the other, we, you know the other reason we why? We know I'm you like old crappy things. The, you know it doesn't other? play vinyl records. I won't get it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't tell me which side of my vinyl record is playing on my iPod right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the other reason why I can't ever have a Pixel 2? It displays the time on two lines. I hate that. 
What? I hate that. Look at your home screen. You can customize everything about Android, unlike an no, iPhone. No, it doesn't. Who who has the two line time display? Is it you? Somebody. Does. I don't. Oh, on the lock screen. No, no, no one does that. Oh, I've seen it. Never mind. <laughs> I've comment retracted. Then it's only the not headphone port. Yeah, like we said, you can customize everything. You could write yeah, the CSS. Yeah, it's like Windows. I get it. It's like it's like Windows, except it's not like Windows Phone because that's like the Linux of phones. You it's also not like Linux. Windows. It's like Linux because you can customize this stuff. You could customize all the colors in Windows. Yes, with great effort. Yes, and the same thing on Android. No, so. very easily. <laughs> you literally drop a .css file into the home directory. Oh, isn't that nice? Actually, that is pretty nice. Yeah. What happens if you if it has an error? Does the whole screen melt? No, it just doesn't apply that style. Mm, it's, it's, I like that. It functions like GNOME. Huh. If only the interface didn't suck. And I should actually stand by the microphone. You yes, could you make should. the interface not suck. No, but then I have to do it, and if I made it anyway. Waka waka. We're getting off track. Why don't we take a break? Say, friends, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new product for you. It's called Where Am I? Your five-borough compass navigator to help you get anywhere from Staten Island to the Bronx. Simply go to www.whereami.nyc and enable location services on your mobile device to find your closest neighborhood borough and three subway stops to you, wherever you are. No ads, no tracking, just geospatial brilliance. That's Where Am I? Brought to you by Pneumonium. Pneumonium, reinventing media data. All right. All right, all right, all right. Well, now we're at an hour 20. All right. Well, it's quitting time, folks. It's yeah. one twenty, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't uh, Why don't we take a little while? Closing take time. Why don't you two talk for a minute? I'll be right back. So you guys, you really don't know what John Henry is. No. <laughs> John Henry was this, this folklore of this really, really strong dude that when they when they were laying the railroad tracks in the 1850s going across the, the country you had to drive the spikes into the ground with a giant hammer someone to hold the spike and then someone oh, to no. the hand so i do hammer. remember this actually i do remember john henry i don't remember a song that goes along with it though yeah so it's it's john henry or john henry's hammer and yeah he grows up and he's super strong and he's and he's just wailing away these hammers and can drive the spike into the ground with like one but then the machine comes along and like takes his yeah check a gerb yeah, and so there's basically a showdown. It's him versus the machine, and yeah, like the machine takes him, or I think like maybe he dies like trying to fight the machine, trying to beat the machine, and it's it's funny that like it's from the 1850s because they actually you know could I think they might have made that machinery or even if they didn't, oh they, they definitely they, did able to envision it. Yeah, that was the original industrial revolution. But yeah, but so much of that machinery wasn't able, so much machinery wasn't able to be done by machines until now, until you have really smart. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, like honestly, I just I don't get why people are against it though. I do and I don't. There's just so many, you know, jobs that are going to be displaced. Or what's going to happen to a lot well, of people? That's just evolution and like the ch- uh passing of time. Of course jobs go away. You like the like none of the jobs from the 1700s aside from doctor doctor which has been wildly different now. Like, think about it. Like, 300 years ago, there were different, very different jobs, period. Like, bulk of us were farmers, and if you were a doctor, you were drilling holes in skulls. You weren't actually doing doctor stuff. I agree with you. I think that... So, I think that the main issue now, then, is uh, 
It's that the education system is nowhere near keeping up with the job market. Oh, no no way. They, they, they're still teaching us for jobs back in the 1970s. Yeah, exactly. If that, they should be teaching us, you know, en- mechanical engineering and programming should be things that w- are bread and butter. Yeah, no, those should be core curriculum within uh, the public school system. It should be, yeah, it should be much more important than me reading Shakespeare in high school. That's not going to help me at all. Should be more disagree. important than whatever Eric uh, majored in. So computer Eric disagrees. Science? Eric, no, aren't you like media or something? It was computer science and, and digital media. There it is. Yeah, I uh, that was, that major was completely totally useless. You can say whatever you want about it. This episode, <laughs> I, I know it, it was totally useless because it basically you taught you the fish. how to. <laughs> it basically yeah, taught, new swear word. <laughs> it basically taught you how to. Um, Use Final Cut Studio and Adobe's Creative Suite, and now all those programs are different. So, and I own them eighty thousand dollars. And this is why I know how a computer works, and you know vaguely how a computer works. Right. Well, look what I've got, guys. Oh no! Put your oh. back on. You know, you know the problem is, is that whenever I have alcohol during the show, it messes with my timing. And I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. You, you, you tried to argue with me about the Roseanne timing today. I I just don't see it. So she doesn't have it anymore. That's why I, you can't I, see I, it. No, I'm saying like even with the original. I, I so that's why I say drink up. Oh, okay. Let's do that. Oh. Chug, chug, chug. All right, he had a sip, everyone. Nothing like a sip of vodka and then breaking out into kazoo. Nothing says you're more manly than taking a single sip of vodka and then playing the kazoo. That was half of the trick, man. And how much vodka did he put in there? Probably like a shot. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but I'm a lightweight compared to you guys. He had almost two ounces of skinny girl margarita in there. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to talk about, as we mentioned, uh, free speech. What is free speech, Christian? Uh, something you're going to rant about for another 20 minutes, but... Um, Actually, it's going to be like 45 minutes. Of course. No! Oh, it's, it's like... <laughs> Help any- me out. Look, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If you don't want this to be a rant, then step in okay i will say this fr- is a discussion i have points free speech is the ability free speech is the ability to state facts without any repercussions I, okay i'm not going to say anything to that tyler what do you think free speech is Ooh. open-ended question can be anything that you want Ooh. i have I, I haven't prepared myself enough top of my head i want to say something along the lines of like the ability to express yourself Without repercussions, sounds like a nice end taking to the phrase. Christian's answer. But, but yeah, it's taking Christian's answer, and it, there's so much that a concrete definition is almost as difficult as saying, what is music? Well, what that's an easy one. That, that's music? just organized uh, sound. Okay. Yeah, organized noise is a band. But you could say that a bunch of... Anyway, whatever. Well, I ask because it's very, it's very difficult... I mean, it's even—it's very difficult to get into a discussion, to even start a discussion about about free speech, because it means something different to everybody. I would say that you're definitely free to express yourself in any way that you want, that you want, but you are not free at all from any repercussions. If I call Christian a name and he bats me across the face because I called him that name, 
anymore because I keep making fun of his mother. That's a repercussion from my free speech. So, by I haven't done in a while. no legal repercussion, I guess I should say. Yes, the government, because of the First Amendment of the Constitution, and I wanted to get away from just saying, oh, the First Amendment. It the government, or sorry, the, the First Amendment prevents Congress from enacting a law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or freedom of the press. It is very interesting because you have government bodies that do impose judgment on speech, like the FCC. The FCC, you know, the seven dirty words, there was the whole Janet Jackson thing in 2004, which caused the FCC to crack down on radio speech, even though the event was broadcast on television. Shows that used to be live, like Saturday Night Live and other live broadcasts, are now on a tape delay along with radio. They're on a tape delay, and that content can be dumped out. So, the question is this. I don't, do you think that even though we have the First Amendment that guarantees quote-unquote free speech, do we actually have it in America, or is it just a ruse? What do you think? I don't think there's anything tr uh, truly free speech, because you got things like your employer might be like, whoa, I don't agree with that social media post that made that. You gotta take exactly, that down. Exactly, exactly. And then you got kicked out of college from having egregious posts on social media. Well, for one... I don't know. Uh, I was really just the whole logic dying on us just took the steam out of my conversation. As it usually does. Well, yes. I mean, imagine how much more annoying it would be if we were doing this over Zencaster and I was having the same issues. Well, then it doesn't really affect me, so it wouldn't be that annoying. Oh, that's good. So. Anyway, uh, so the thing is, is that the government can't make any rules about free speech, but there are government organizations that do impose rules on free speech, like the FCC. Oh yeah, I know all about the FCC. Thank you. Thanks, Peter! Thanks, Peter. Anyway. Oh, Peter, I've got iced tea. Oh yeah, I know all about the FCC. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is that the FCC has no codified guidelines, A, and they haven't actually sued anybody. What? Can you hear me? I'm, I'm moving up on the on the on the thing. I I can hear you. I think. I think you think. You think? Hello. Here we go. Am I not? Am I not? Am I not loud enough? Now I'm loud enough. The whole show's been like this. Maybe I'm too low. Turn up. Oh. Ah. Okay. Hey, you smoke. Now I have to give you. Now I have to pay you scale. Um. Anyway. So the, the uh, FCC has not really sued anybody. They don't have any codified guidelines because if they did, they would have to admit that it's a government agency encumbering free speech, which is illegal by the Constitution. So what they do is they take every case one at a time and they that you can't even uh, and I've, I've, I've heard this in passing just by listening to so much of the Phil Hendry shows he's had issues with this at the time that you can't the, the FCC give you inconsistent guidelines on what to say and when to say and oh can I use this word after a specific time or oh, I don't know call your lawyer but you work for the FCC so that all factors into free speech like what you said about your employer finding stuff you post on social media other people finding things that you post you might they might not like it we have self censorship that's much worse than anything the government can do because we all want validation from other people but we self-censor to win that validation but what that's done is that's made us have more anxiety uh than other generations because no one else has had to had to communicate with the entire world at the same time or with the entire world watching you communicate and create at the same time 
feel like self-censorship can't be worse than government censorship. Well, potentially either could be worse, but well, in theory, at least the people as a whole get to decide for themselves and get to have a collective thought. Let me let me show you some self-censorship. This is from the this is from the kingdom. This is where where a culture goes to die. Tumblr. Um, this isn't where culture goes to die. That's where it goes to get popular. Or a lot of porn is also on Tumblr. Oh yeah, no, uh, like, tons of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, you guys have, have you guys have heard have you guys heard of cultural appropriation? No, I live in uh, under a rock. What yeah. is cultural appropriation, the genius? I said I live under a rock, and I haven't heard of it. I thought I was sarcastic. It is, but I'm just playing so then, along well, with okay, it. So then, okay, that's why I called you genius. <laughs> despacito. <laughs> I don't know the words, so I say poquito. No, no, no. The song Despacito is cultural appropriation. It's oh. culturally appropriate. What is cultural appropriation, Tyler? It's it's introducing one culture to another. No. Or No, it it's be. using another culture when it's you're when not a part major- of that culture. It's when a dominant culture, and here's the thing, it's not just like using another culture. It's when a dominant culture, white people, use elements from a culture that is not dominant, and they... But, but like... So the thing about the internet Taylor though, Swift is, covered an Earth, Wind, and Fire song recently. Yeah, so she got she got yelled at. I wouldn't really think that's cultural appropriation. Wait, that's music, wait. but no. One important thing here though wait, is wait, the, wait. on the internet. On the internet though, uh, white people are not the majority. Okay, Taylor Swift yelled at because she did a country version of that song. By the way, oh, that's what she no, did. No, that that is that is cultural appropriation. Doing wait. a regular cover is totally cool. I don't. That is the issue. I don't understand how that's Making cultural appropriation when that was a top ten hit back in the day. That's one of the biggest things. No, no, well, no. The, the only issue cultural, is the fact that she made it country. It's not cultural appropriation in that dis, in that sense, and making it the dominant culture. Country music is not even the dominant no, thing. No, it's not. It's when and white, on the internet, when, no, white people are not the dominant you, culture. It's on when the you transfer something. In, it's when you. It's when you translate it into another culture. Is my is my definition of it, which is why I how said about, despacito is cultural appropriation. Internet. Okay, that that. Also, actually, not valid. Uh, uh, now, that I think about it. Majority of websites are actually in Chinese. Christian, you're splitting hairs here. No, the I'm not. I'm not you, splitting any how hairs. How many websites do you look at in Chinese? Uh, Japanese no. actually a fair bit. Uh, like I, I, I That's not we Chinese. don't want to hear about your porn. No, it's not porn. It's actually more. He so found that he found Pornhub.jp. It's opened up a whole new window for. No, him. Is that a thing. I, I, Wait. I, I will. I will admit on the air. I am a total nerd. I love anime of certain sorts, mostly giant Hentai? robot. Yeah. Wait, is the internet no, that simple? Robot. Have I not been trying that? If you do, if you do Pornhub with a whole bunch of different country suffixes, is that is that, is that a I whole think game so. Changer? I think I think I think it is. I think you can access the you, you different get, countries' porn. Like if a company is lazy, you can get past certain country-based uh, censors through going from like .com to co.uk or co.jp. Okay. Anyway, cultural appropriation. So if I want to know what's getting them up, down, under, I just go to pornhub.au. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll be online tonight. You'd have to uh, change your VPN though, because Pornhub. That's the only thing that's coming base. out of this free speech conversation is how to you, access Pornhub in other countries. Well, no, you, that you, is you, so you much change. of the internet. <laughs> But no, you'd have to ch- you'd have to like do a VPN or something, or, or like change your your uh, public public DNS resolver because Pornhub actually does do a very sophisticated way of geolocating because they have a very how do they good, do that other than IP? Uh, they they look at like uh, where you're coming from based on uh, DNS requests uh, for a large part. How can they see that? Because how can they see your DNS? Requests you can pay a DNS provider to give them the geolocation information. Oh, so it works like that, huh? Yeah. Okay, the thing about cultural appropriation is that 
there's a dominant there is a dominant culture on the internet and it is very western it is very english speaking it is very white and the thing is is that like for instance when i went back uh, to south florida for my mom's 60th birthday she and her husband came out wearing native american headdresses she was like look what we got at the swap shop and she comes out Indian headdresses and then she jumps around she walks she does the hi yo 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 with her with her husband walking around the living room and I'm like I have to listen to <laughs> while people pounding vodka <laughs> yeah I have to listen to people complain about cultural appropriation every day and my mother and her husband come out with this and it's just like oh my gosh who do you hang out with I said it was my mother and her husband anyway no on the other side oh of that's this. Facebook but and what I wanted to tell you about Tumblr is people uh in their in their quest for self-validation, as we talked about, in their quest for having an identity, because we live in this kind of cultural vacuum in the 21st century, um, people have said that self-censorship, here is a list of words that white people should not be allowed to use because it's appropriative of AAVE, which is African American Vernacular English. Skip the end section. So yes, obviously that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a no go. But here's some other words that you can't use as a white man. Why are we letting you read this? Killing it. Game too strong. Why is Eric reading this, dear God? No, I'm sorry, because this is like I'm just telling you. Work, yes, like yes, queen, the struggle, on point, chill, side eye, stank face, right. cray cray, had me like tripping, boo, I'm a bee. Oh, and in this segment it. alone, no, Eric has killed is, all culture in the world. What I'm saying is, look at the Can you dope. let me read these? You're hurting it. Do it. Pick one. Look at this list. It's scroll. Look at how long this scroll. This is self-censorship. That was my only point. Going through it. You can't say swag. You can't say y'all. Oh, I know so many white people who say swag. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, I'm going to read it. And y'all. Stuff, y'all, that y'all white people, right, right, stuff that white people should not be allowed to say. Pronounced right. Are you, are you getting music? Don't say oh. killing it. <laughs> please, please, not that. That is just poor taste. Yeah, that is. That, yeah. that that isn't funny. That is just poor taste. That's the only. I don't have any. I don't have much more music on here. Uh, killing it. Game too strong. I.e. eyebrow game too strong. Uh, uh, ass like that's ignorant ass. Hella turn turn up turn down whatever shade throw shade ratchet if you got cut off i'm reading things that oh, white people should not say or <laughs> non-black people uh we'll continue with work with the e yes here's here's a list of white people words that white people can't but you're say. not reading white it anymore people can't say dope White people can't say y'all. The struggle on point. Can't chill. Side eye. That. Stank face. Cray cray. Have me like tripping. Boo. I'm a beat. <laughs> I speak a little jive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, things to avoid in general because they are offensive and or mock black culture. Sassy. And this is in all caps. No, you do not have a sassy black woman living inside of you. Stop. Looking at you, white gay community. This is something that someone has spent a whole time, a whole day and a half curating to post in fucking Tumblr. <laughs> and you're reading it. That's the saddest part. The thing is, no, I'm reading it for a relevant reason, which is self-censorship. This is the things that we're doing to self-censor. And by the way, do you know how this bullshit ideology is propagated? Through Facebook group admin questions. Whenever you want to join one of these groups on Facebook, they ask you questions like this. Like, why is it racist for white people to say lit? 
are asexuals LGBTQ. No. The there are people who spend their any whole of this day is sad and night. For you personally, this is just pathetic. Yeah, you're no. taking it seriously. I'm, what I'm trying but to tell you. But most of these things you really shouldn't say. School. I schooled him. You can't say that. No, just you personally. Yeah. Oh, me personally. They mean like people with no like swag. <laughs> oh. In the urban sense. People with the, no uh, swag like me. Yes. Yeah. Transfer is available to the. Yes. Yes, if you impersonate Larry David and Bernie Sanders and the subway person from the MTA on the reg, then, yeah, you probably aren't going to be saying these things. But I'm not actually... I don't actually say turned up in the first place. I know. They're just making sure you don't. I be killing it. I don't say that. I just went to a high school that was They're 96% just making sure black. You don't. <laughs> so, on point? You can't say on point. You can't say chill. No side eye, stank face. Come on. It's contextual. Well, the point, like I said, the point behind this is self-censorship. We, there are, there, that's what we do in America. George Carlin famously said political correctness is fascism with manners. George Carlin also rattled off a list of modern names that he hated. Another great form of self-censorship. Tyler is one of them. <laughs> we don't need Tyler. We don't need this. We don't need that. It's a stupid name. That's a stupid name. Well, Tyler, I, Tyler, I wholeheartedly agree with most of his shit, even the Tyler part, like that. Yeah, Tyler. Okay, I'll tell you, you this now: it's Skyler. That's the new. That's the new Tyler. Skyler's awful. Yeah, now, you gotta have wispy, like flippy hair, kind of like yours, but more. Mine gay. is flock of seagulls. That's what they called me in high school. Yeah, I see that. But yeah, your boy George Carlin taught me how to like self-censor real hard and and get annoyed with people who said certain shit or her baby on board the worst thing you could possibly have i'm gonna run your car over yeah self-censorship it's a good thing it's way better than government censorship because obviously like that's that's real big brother in action so at least we're censoring ourselves to so that christian isn't saying girlfriend please and rolling his eyebrows and neck the whole day Exactly. See? If we didn't have self-censorship, then that might happen. <laughs> Girl, please. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're saying self-censorship is a good thing. Yeah, we need to be aware of ourselves. We need to be, uh, as humans, as individuals, and as a society, we need to understand we're messing up well, and correct that. If we do hadn't done that, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Let me ask you this. Uh, is um, hate speech... Or, no, sorry, I'll take a step back. Should we be... This is a general question. Should we be tolerant of intolerance? In order to have a truly free society, there is a paradox of tolerance in that you have to be tolerant of intolerance in order to have a free society. However, you have to be intolerant of intolerance in order to have a fully tolerant society. That's the paradox. You, we, we allow uh, Nazi speech in America because of freedom of speech, and that's tolerance of intolerance. However, uh, remember the, the terrorist attack on London Bridge last year? A lot of cops in England were saying if you post Islamophobic stuff and Facebook, we're coming after you because they have hate speech laws. So, is and should hate speech be protected as free speech? Yes or no? That's a real fine line you're drawing. It is. But uh, what's your what's your thought? Our general approach has been to really start to nip it in the bud when it starts when it really directly ignites violence or calls for violence. What if the violence is on the side of people who believe that uh, we should all be inclusive in the people who believe in tolerance? Well, they're creating violence. Well, another another issue. Sorry if I'm not directly addressing that question, but another issue or another general point of view that seems to work is that if you don't view everyone as equals, 
then you're gonna probably get shaded against. And but nobody views everyone as equals. You don't. You don't even view me you as have being to equal a, to Christian. You have to at least. I'm obviously better than you, Christian. That says that's the different. guy who doesn't know how a computer boots. Which one of us had? Never mind. I think you guys are both stupid and idiots for your own reasons, but you guys both get the right to vote and pay taxes and all that garbage. Well, Christian and doesn't have the right to vote online. in New York City. And as oh, long now as- I do, actually. Well, that would have been useful last year, asshole. But that's for who you guys now are. Now we got the Blasio again. <laughs> anyway... Back to the free speech. That's for who you guys are as individuals and who you choose to be. And if you guys were spouting off that you were better Christian than... Christian chooses to be a douchebag. Great. Eric chooses to be... See, you well, can't Eric. even be quick. Can't no. even be quick with the insults. I don't need to be because you're your own unique... All you said was douchebag and you had time. You're your own unique suck. Anyway... If you guys were purporting that you guys were better than people because of something that was uncontrollable, some something that you were born with, some race or some or something you, you or some disability you didn't have or something like that, then then yeah, then that's wrong. But well, Christian demonizes what but I if do you for guys a are, I do. Well, see, that's what you're talking about, Tyler. You, you, I, what, what, no, you my, are my a general point is when it comes <laughs> to what you do for a living. I, I, why? Why is that? Am I killing anybody? Yes, every day when you write a single line in JavaScript, a baby <laughs> dies. <laughs> for just for just one line of JavaScript today, you can save these dying African ten children. Ten dead babies. You anyway. Can, you can prevent me from killing ten babies with JavaScript. No, anyway. without JavaScript. Use WebAssembly. Anyway, free speech is don't don't think or say you're better than anyone because of something that you were born with. If, but what if you you don't say that and it's your political views that get you in trouble? Like, what if you say something like Donald Trump is not a, the son of Satan? What if you say something even worse than that? What if you say something like extremely conservative? What if you say something like pro-Second Amendment? What if you say something, I don't know, pro-Republican? And people say, I've heard people, I'm not kidding, I've heard real people say in the wild, it's not Facebook bullshit, that Republicans' existence is violence. And this is coming from the inclusive left. How do you, what do you think about that? Okay, so basically my... And I don't want to get too political. The point that I was making was that you're okay to think that you're better than someone because of something that is who you are as a person, not what you were born with, though. Something that you develop as a person. If you your active choice is to be a Republican or a Democrat, if you choose to hate Republicans because they've chosen to be a Republican, then then that's your choice. They, they, they don't hate Republicans. They say their existence is violent. Sure. Okay. Well, you, you're able to... You're fine to say that, and you're fine to believe that you're better than someone because of, of something that you developed no. into and that you no, actually... No, 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 no. No one's existence... I'm not saying Tyler's, I'm who, not who, making well, I'm not making moral judgments. I'm saying what what the viewpoints online are on the internet. The basic viewpoint is we're not going to silence you or completely sen- censor you. Yeah, if- they are. They will. Yes. No. I take no. Tyler, they will. They will ban you from the group and they will dox you if you if you cross them too much. Okay. Examples? Because you sound like you're trying to. We were. You, you sounded like you wanted to address an entire subject on a general plane, but now you're trying to get. Well, no. It's. I, I want to. It's. It's about expressing yourself online, and people who claim to be inclusive typically have a very narrow range that in which you can express yourself before you hit one of the boundaries. And one of the boundaries could okay, be go on. saying something that that our president has done. Even saying the phrase "our president" can set off people. You know. Sure. So. 
it's how, a very unique situation. In this self-censorship world, well, how I'm much should you care triggered. about other people? It, well, if you said our president did a great job at nor, at the Virginia rally, then our president have a did a great job at saying our president does great jobs. Great, but what right, are you exactly. referring to? <laughs> what are you referring to? Because some of the things that our president has done has has basically uh, allotted to him not not attacking or not condoning a white supremacist group. So. Well, that, and that's well, I don't want to talk about that. The point is, is well, that if you're the why why I mention our president is because you're going you're you're presenting a minority opinion, not because I actually think that he's a great person. Because I know I'm Mexican. What about it? It's funny. Uh, you know, I, wa- I was watching these documentaries about Cheeto Jesus on Netflix. There's a four-part miniseries on Netflix. Actually, very informative. Each one goes through a different decade of his life. And they talk about where the phrase build a wall came from, which, holy shit. It was literally one of his advisors that was like, you know what would really kill with our target demo if we said we were, we were going to build a wall with Mexico? And Donald ate it up. That's the whole... Oh, yeah. No, but I mean... No, that's Donald in a nutshell, though. I know it is. He's like, oh, that'll kill. And then he just says it, and he just starts saying the phrase, build a wall, and it does, and it gets Do- traction. Donald's a whore. That's, that's he what he is, does. He, he is himself out. giant whore. The best summation I've heard of, of his mind process is he's walking down the hallway, and he says this, and he goes, I need a win. I need a win. Let's go. Win, win, win. This is how billionaires think on that level. You know what? My just, first, I wouldn't say it's billionaires. It's not billionaires. It's how old school billionaires My first, yeah, my old school, first super client hard entrepreneurs in, that do nothing but... No, not entrepreneurs. People who are who are used to be... Oh. They, they're in the world of money. They have money. I disagree. I disagree. My first client in web design, the way that he put words together and the like his thought process was very, very similar so to So, one thing... He's not a billionaire. No, he made a bunch of money in the housing crisis, though. One thing I will say is, like, it has it has been proven from most, psycho- most psychologists agree that in order to be a billionaire, in order to be a very successful person, you have to have some level of sociopathy uh, going on. Sociopathy. Huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, and with that, there there tends to be five different uh, like behaviors that you can. Exhibit. Do you know all five? Uh, one of them is just like a cold, emotionless person who's very logical. The other one is somebody who will be like win at all costs. And then th- there's the whore. And then there's things like uh, da- daddy issues is actually one that's just like a thing. Like you have like daddy issues and like you want to just prove yourself all the time. And there's not there's, huh. there's a fifth one. It's kind of hard to explain because it's kind of like an amalgamation of all of these at the same time. Huh. Huh. But yeah, I definitely heard him. He just walked through the halls and says, "Win, win. I need a win. Let's go. I need a win. And anyone give me something that you know is." And then I heard the the North Korea talks where someone overheard. Oh yeah, what what about the North Korea thing? They might want to have a talk. And he overheard that and said, "All right, great, set it up." And then all of a sudden, it was going to be a thing. Yeah, he's very oh. oh yeah, he's very impulsive. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to make this a whole tangent about him, but it's more about the fact that expressing sentiment about him is a minority opinion, and people will go ape shit because you express a view that is not how they believe, and people are turning politics into religion, and so this goes back to free speech because that's where the battle is in free speech in America. That and gender guidelines. However, in other countries like China, they have the Great Firewall of China. And they censor YouTube. There's even a whole article about censoring YouTube. Honestly, though, honestly, most administrations do things that are more like, along the middle of the line. If you, if you name, but it's not about. If it's you went Tyler, down, I just said it's not about 
the presidency. It's about the fact that expressing affirmation for the president is a minority opinion. I understand that, but what I'm saying, the reason why it's so caustic is because if you look at the actions... Well, it's because people have convinced themselves he's the next Hitler. That, sure, and they whatever. convince the, and they wait, convince themselves you look to give the themselves anxiety attacks. If you look at the headlines of the things they do, it's largely, it's it's largely very very polar things. It's not, it's 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 not something right down the middle that makes you go, oh, I'm not sure if I like that or if I don't like that. It's Jesus Christ, they just took, they just totally made it okay to sell your data to third parties, or oh, they just stuck in a bill to. Uh, is that is to, that free speech? Is is selling is, your, a bill is to selling your, your emails data. inside inside of a budget bill? They do things like that, or oh oh, they're going to take away all of Obamacare. They're going to repeal that. But that doesn't have these any... are the headlines that we heard in 2017, right? So we didn't hear simple things like when when Bush was but in headlines office. Are when Obama written, was in so office, I guess my question is, how does any of this relate to tech? It's got off the rails. It's not supposed to be about politics. That's that's my whole point. It's not about those headlines. It's the fact that those headlines are written by editors. They're not written by the authors of the article, and they get people to think a certain way that matches up with the target demo, much like what we do. The point is, again, self-censorship and censorship by government parties, like how YouTube is censored in China. <clears throat> here's, a, here's a whole map. Let me just start here. YouTube world map. Look at that. Censored in China... These other countries, uh, they don't know. What about Facebook? Facebook's not allowed I don't know, in China. We know that. That's why there's no React. That's but why View is so big. Is that why? Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, what is it? Russia has blocked Telegram. That was an end-to-end -end encrypting uh, encry uh, chat and program. And a Russian pro uh, uh, That's company. also big for porn. And a Russian company. Wow. But they didn't hand over their root uh, uh, encryption keys to the government, so they've been banned. Uh, that's stifling speech. China stifles speech with the with uh, the Great Firewall of China. You we had Citizens United that allows non-verbal things to become speech. That was in 2010. You know Citizens United, Tyler? What's that say? Refresh me. Citizens United was a landmark decision that allowed political contributions to be construed as speech. This went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Basically, what it says is if you give money to a political campaign that counts as speech, and so the government limiting campaign contributions would then be the government imposing restrictions on free speech, which is illegal by the Constitution, so they then remove the regulation on any campaign contributions. Ridiculous. Yes. So they said in in the United States, money is speech. Anyway, uh, and, uh, and there, corporations are people. Yes, and corporations are people too. That's exactly where that came from. There are some codified free speech exemptions into the law because the First Amendment, while it says the government make, may make no law, there is false statements of fact, obscenity, child pornography. You can't do that. Sorry, Christian. Fighting words Whoa. and expensive speech. Uh, the Supreme Court held that speech is unprotected if it constitutes fighting words. That's right. Uh, fighting words, apostrophe, as defined by the court, uh, is speech that tends to incite an immediate breach of the peace by provoking a fight so long as it personally, uh, so long as it is a personally abusive word, which, when addressed to the ordinary citizen, is a matter of common knowledge inherently likely to produce a violent reaction, like when I call Christian a douchebag from Long Island. And we know how Australia uniquely filters for child pornography by... Breast size. Boobies. Yes, no A. No, no A cups no allowed a cup in the porn That's down That's a real under. thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. You must have base size 
Uh, Bayside or bigger? I, I can't say boobs in Australia. Bibs, bibs, But there's all you know with Boston, with, with free Australian for bibs. Yes. Um, what is it? I wanted to talk about though, and I know Christian, you're desperate to loop this back into technology. The reason why I wanted to talk yes. about free speech is because we are content creators. Yes. Sorta. Sorta. What do you mean? I wouldn't really call myself content We, we, us, are content creators. We're creating content right now. This is content. This, this. What we're doing. It's a content creation. People will listen to this, hopefully, and say, hey, that's content. It might hopefully be good. Anyway, when you are a content creator, you have to beseech somebody. Either the company that's producing the show, which in this case is Pneumonium, which is owned by yours truly, or it's an advertiser that imposes their own guidelines, which is why the best podcasts don't take advertisers, like No Agenda. They don't have any advertisers, because so that allows them to speak about anybody without having to worry about, oh, do you think NBC can report on Comcast? you think they're going to actually give Comcast the ire of journalism that they desire? No, they can't. Why? Comcast owns NBC. YouTube has advertiser-friendly content guidelines, and this is what they will use, this doctrine is what they will use to demonetize your shit. There's a lot of, there's a conspiracy theory. Here, if I type conservatives demonetize YouTube into Google, it's a whole thing. And a lot of, and there's a big conspiracy theory about how people with right-wing viewpoints are, 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 they believe they're being targeted by YouTube under this doctrine of advertiser-friendly content. All videos up to, uploaded to YouTube must comply with their terms of service and community guidelines. Uh, content that is not suitable for most advertisers, like controversial issues and sensitive events, drugs and dangerous products, harmful and dangerous acts, hateful content inappropriate language like uses of strong profanity like this episode inappropriate use of family entertainment characters like Big Bird I guess uh, videos depicting family entertainment characters or content, whether animated or live action, engaged in violent, sexual, vile, or otherwise inappropriate behavior, even if done for a comedic or satirical reason, are not suitable for advertising. Incent- so no more Sesame Street porn. Uh, I, we brought it up, or we brought it up last week, but for a lot of the ones that, that do complain and do say, hey, rabble, rabble, you took down my stuff when it shouldn't have been, a lot of those do, um... There are a, a lot of those that fall into this weird category where they decided not to monetize if you were uh, under 10,000 subscribers. Right. And that had a lot to do with, with with fake clickbait stuff and just advertisements and scam stuff. But the thing is, is that when you rely on another company for your distribution, you're subject to their whims, whatever it is. If YouTube comes down with their axe and says, you're done, for whatever reason, you're screwed because you're relying on them for distribution. Sure. So, whether or not it even fits in this guideline, sexually suggestive content, there's plenty of that on YouTube, or violence, like... Yeah, Rihanna's videos are okay. <laughs> exactly. Cardi B twerking while she's pregnant. That's on, that's on hey, YouTube. Hey, hey, that's an American treasure. That's on YouTube. I didn't say anything bad about that. And that is ramifications for free speech, by the way. So, uh, Vimeo has similar guidelines. There's actually a whole thing about what Vimeo never allows... Because they even have a headline, don't be a creep on their thing. But what we never allow... Uh, you may not upload videos promoting products or services services of an erotic nature, so no penis cakes. 
You may not upload videos that promote cacks. <laughs> we bake your cack. C A A. Bake your cack out of D. Yeah, we make a cack out of D. You may not upload videos that promote fraudulent or dubious business schemes. No pyramid selling. No, uh, no Ponzi.io. No Ponzi scheme.io. You may not upload no spam. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the biggest on, pyramid scheme of them all. I'm not. Hey, did you tell? They got me. They got me here by by a literal ball and chain. <laughs> That's right. If you and and I have that ball and chain magnetized to the floor, so you can't go anywhere. You guys are the cutest couple. Yeah. <laughs> He's not my first either. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh yeah, you may not upload spam or flood video with Vimeo with videos intended to drive traffic to your website. <laughs> anyway, He's a proud second. Uh, more more like a third. Um, you count the that. thing is this, is that if you, like I said, when you're engaged in, re in a relationship with a distribution network, or even if you're, like, writing a television show for uh, any sort of content pr uh, 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 purveyor, that you, you're subject to their standards and practices and to their censorship rules. That's, that's pretty much, like I said, it's censorship. So... Where does free speech come into that? And then how do you then push some kinds of censorship to... I don't know, do you do you push them to broaden their scope? Or do you say, you know, fuck you guys, I'm gonna do it on my own. And then get no viewers. Because you don't have the giant mothership promoting your show. Depends on how gangster you are. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going on a little bit too long. Christian doesn't have much to say because you might be encumbered by... An agreement that prohibits you from talking, which is the whole point of our free speech conversation. More so that I think this is a mundane and... It's not, Christian, because it's, uh, cause eventually we will, we will lose the ability to express ourselves, and people will You're claim speculating. that it's... I'm speculating. Well, you know what? Why don't we have this conversation in a year from now and see how things have changed? Sure. You don't really seem to be too excited about, the, about this. No. Right. Why? Because I kind of think this whole thing is BS. Why? It's not. It, it totally is. It's the way the world is turning. It's not because I, I you're... don't think so. No, it, it's, it is. It's more. It's much more cyclical. People got like this back in the '90s, and then it went away. No, it the, didn't. No, the no it didn't. Is that it the, was much more explicit back then. Real, this is not a real issue. This is. It is this, a very this big is issue. Something that you're obsessed over. No, it's a very big issue, and it will only get worse as time goes on because people are becoming are scrutinizing each other more about the content and about what they say. We're becoming more conservative as a society under the name of inclusion. I disagree. disagree entirely about what you're stating. I, Why? What do you What do you have to support I, I your you, argument? I think you're finding an opportunity for a tinfoil hat. Mm, okay. No. I. I no. What do you have? You can't just say you're full of shit. You're wrong, and then not I'm have using, any evidence. I'm using past events as evidence. Past Look. events. What's a past event? Back in the '90s. Things That's 20 years ago. Yeah. It was a simpler time. I would uh, argue no, that's not true. Yeah, at all. Look at look at the TV shows from the nineties. Millennials I, can't even watch Friends without having a problem. With I it. Think that was the that, biggest show back then. I think that to a certain extent, what we're kind of getting rid of is is a lot of the cheap shots in comedy and and, and offensiveness and in things that we they say in, in normal day life, which. Which is weird. That's but fair. I, I wouldn't I, say we're getting rid of them, though, but because also, when you do go there, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't believe they went there. Damn, that was awesome. But also, some of the things are cheap shots and some of them aren't, and then the lines are getting real blurred. Like, yeah, okay, now, in the 90s, you could say retard, or you could call someone gay, and now you can't do that, and that's that's fair. Sure but, you can. You, you said like, South Park. But, like, if yeah, you, but been going if you call someone, if you call your friend a fat ass now... 
and you get suspended from school for for three days, that's that's kind of not okay. Well, the thing is, is that if you talk about school settings, that's different because kids actually. But it don't depends have on con- how far you take it. But surely, kids don't but have constitutional a- protection; they don't have the First Amendment. So, uh, so well, anyway, that's that's the way that I perceive what what the whole a lot a lot of the issue is with the PC culture. I think it, it's it's about being accepted to a group. And people are trying to bend over backwards to appease somebody on the other side of the planet that they've never met, just so they won't think that they're an evil person. I, I don't know, Eric. I hear your I hear your thoughts on on self censorship, but I think a lot of self censorship is is just that it's well, it's, sub- so it's heavily subjective. It's also self governed, which means it's not really governed. So yes, but it's governed by society. Sure, you but... don't want you don't want people trying to dox you because you said something. But They're booing you. Okay. Fine. We'll end it. I thought I could have a nice conversation. No, this is the most mundane thing we've ever spoken about. No, Christian, you're not getting it then. I'm sorry. Go back to your little sheltered world where everyone can say things without ramifications. That's not. That's not where. That's not where things are going. I. Everything's entirely. becoming more sensitive. Everything's becoming more monetary. I, I've never heard you say a more okay. mundane, stupid thing in your life. I don't believe that. I don't. I don't agree with that either. Actually, things are getting really, really different. Yeah, I really fast. Don't agree with that. You're isolated, then, man. What can I tell you? Anyway, I think that's where we're gonna end it before we start a fist fight. But I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. So, I I spent two hours boxing today. So there's that. Yeah. That. So we know who's gonna win. Not me. Which brings us to the end of yet another episode. Once I edit this mess together. So. You're probably going to say no, but why don't you say yes anyway, Christian? Do you approve of this week's poll request? Meh. Meh. Okay, Tyler, how about you? I approve. Okay, how about our wonderful studio? Oh, wait! I forgot the last... I forgot the last uh, article. Do you want to hear how... um, What was it? How tourists are snorting coke off of Pablo Escobar's grave? That's hilarious, but... Sounds appropriate. I feel like he would have wanted British it British snort snorts coke off of Pablo Escobar's grave. So that's tourist. You tourist. Said, oh. You said multiple. Oh. What was the headline? If that was like, if there was a new tour in Colombia that I could go to and do that, then... No, you could just watch him do it on this YouTube video. Maybe I'd watch people on YouTube do it. Just like the the person who was taking selfies in the Holocaust uh, concentra- concentration camps. <laughs> Exactly. Is that where exactly. people learn how to focus? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, Christian, do you approve of this week's poll request? Meh. Tyler, how about you? Uh-huh. Well, then let's all hit merge. Oh, wait. I forgot. Our wonderful studio audience. Yes. <laughs> Great. Now, uh, let's all hit merge. And we'll see you next week right here on Public Web. This has been the Pneumonium Production. The views and opinions expressed on Public Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Wolfpack. Visit them at VULFPECK.com. And stage direction by Kyle Worley. 